0: Uh, so hey there, uh, we're the Westlaw Pirates. Welcome to the show. This is our live draft pod. Um, coming to you a little bit later than normal. Uh, trying to get uh, our live feed on with our good friend from Winning Cures Everything, Gary Seegers. Um, I, I know we've been having a little bit of technical difficulty. We were hoping to be live, and that still might be the case. But you know, we're sitting here uh, at pick number 20. Uh, my Broncos traded down from 10. Uh, 220 picking up, uh, next for second round pick and a third round pick next year. So, um, sitting here at 20, I am hoping and praying that this is not Drew Locke because
1: uh, <laughs> It very well might be Drew Locke, Sammy. I, I know. I really
0: think it might be. And I'm just hoping it's not. That's yeah. a, By the way, it would not be,
2: uh, winning cures everything approved if there were not technical difficulties. So, <laughs> so that, that's how this goes. We, we are used to this. It happens. Every time we try and do something uh, interesting, so uh, so yeah, you would think we would learn our
3: lesson after about three years, but no, we uh, we continue to uh, <laughs> hey to,
2: this, to shit the pit, We'll say
3: this is great. I just can't wait. I- I'm so glad you're on, Gary, because I'm hoping somewhere between picks 20 and 32, um, we'll we'll get evidence that Josh Jacobs is in fact a real person. I can't wait to find <laughs> out. I I require proof that he exists. Uh, apparently he's the best running back in the country. Um, which I, is still mind blowing. Yes. Like yeah.
2: Okay. I, okay. Look, and I look at I, oh, I no. admit this Noah,
0: Noah, Noah, Fant to the Broncos. I, I love this. I mean, I, given the two, you, given the two Iowa tight ends, I would have rather had Hawkinson, but Hawkinson went eight. Uh, so he wouldn't, he wasn't going to be there at 10. Fant, when he plays and when he's like really engaged, he's a great tight end. I all we know is like Fant
3: seemed awesome every time we saw him, and that apparently he hates his Iowa coaches and they hate him. I don't know what, how to explain it any better than that. Something was toxic within that locker room, um, and I don't know exactly what was going on there. I just know anytime we saw him play, he was sick. He's a pure pass catching tight end,
0: which um, something, and you know you, you look at the the tight ends that the Broncos have. You got. I mean, the Broncos basically have just a who's who of Big Ten tight ends. Uh, Fant now, last year they drafted Troy Fumagalli. They had Jake Butt the year before and uh, Jeff Hyreman from Ohio State the year before that. So, I mean, talk about like the top tight ends in in the Big Ten, all with the Broncos. Um, and none of them had really worked out. I mean, uh, Butt had that ACL injury that he suffered in the bowl game. Uh, then suffered another ACL last year. That's his third ACL um Hire, now, hireman's been decent uh but not great fumigali missed all of last year uh coming off of injury and and now yeah and if i mean if and
3: if you take tj hawkinson and and noah fan that's two iowa tight ends in the top 20 picks and i mean if you add up all the wins over northwestern that those two guys have combined you've got oh what one oh oh one or maybe zero wins um, so, <laughs> so uh so congrats to those two uh hope you have more success at the next level um now we can officially start rooting for Noah offense sammy
0: so there you go okay yeah <gasps> uh, finally um but yeah, you know, no I, go ahead go ahead go ahead no if we're
3: not talking over each other sam it's not the draft pod <laughs> that's so true <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I was going to say I feel like we're we're we've we've spent a little bit too much time so far beating around the bush and by bush I mean dumpster fire and by dumpster fire I mean New York Giants draft pick. <laughs>
1: let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go baby. let Yeah. Let's,
0: so, someone want to break down the top 5 really quick yeah, so we can let, get to the 6th pick. Let's let's go ahead and start start at the top. Um, Kyler Murray going to Arizona. I mean, that's something we, we all kind of figured was going to be the case. We have not yet heard uh, the destination for Josh Rosen, you got to figure that the Cardinals are going to trade him. I mean, it'd be ridiculous for them to to keep him and, and have Kyler Murray. Uh, Nick Bosa going two to San Francisco, that's a no-brainer of a pick. I mean, Bosa really could have been the number one pick in the draft. Uh, Quinn and Williams, defensive tackle, going to the Jets. Um, Gary, Gary, how much were you hoping that, that- – on draft stage, they would ask
3: Quinn Williams about Kyler Murray on the stage at the draft because I was really hoping that they would they'd try to dig in, nail nail what? Quinn and Williams down on just what he thinks about Kyler Murray. My uh, all right, so I swapped uh, I've swapped out
2: mics because I'm still working on this stupid driver. So hopefully you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I was uh, I was praying. For <laughs> uh, what he said leading up to the orange bowl was exactly what every other Alabama player was thinking. It, you know, he's, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. I I think they could have beaten them worse. Uh, had Oklahoma shown any kind of fight to open up the ball game, but once it got 28 to nothing, and that's what I'm worried about with Kyler Murray is okay. The one time that you saw him against a competent defense, uh, they absolutely destroyed him early, and then, you know, if the NFL becomes one of those places where, uh, you know, he he gets behind and then he can put up absolute crap, you know, back-end stats, the same way that Blake Bortles throws for 300-something yards, uh, you know, how how good is that for the Cardinals? And and is everybody still going to worship him? So, you know, I'm all in on, on asking Keenan Williams. Like, I wish, I wish that they had talked about it.
3: Gary, not to circle back to where we were a little bit earlier, though, but I sort of feel like you're indirectly throwing a little bit too much shade at your own team because, like, I'm I'm not going to hate on Kyler Murray for how he did in the first quarter against Alabama's defense. When Alabama is to a point as a program right now where they can have a running back potentially get drafted in the first round of the draft who basically <laughs> didn't play. And everyone reacts to that by going, well, you know, he didn't play at Alabama. So he's got a lot of miles left on the tires, you know, yeah. that only at Alabama can that get spun into a positive that everyone's like, he went to Alabama, but on the bright side, that means he didn't play much because right. everyone else at Alabama is so good.
1: Wait, you know, wait, 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 what, stupid. what rounded, what round did Matt Castle get drafted in?
3: Oh Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now he went. He went relatively late. He did get drafted. I
2: think he, he was sixth or seventh
0: round. But he he didn't literally play. didn't play.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. He he really never touched the field. Jacobs. I mean, he was a three star out of Oklahoma that had uh, basically no other major offers other than Alabama. And once Alabama had been on him for a little while, then Oklahoma decided to offer, and. You know, he was never that big, and, and and he wasn't even really that good his first year. Uh, but, but he started to get more carries, and you could see that he could do more uh, with running routes and whatnot. He, so for the last few years, he's been running routes at Alabama with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and that bunch. And that helps out as far as, of course, the receiving game, uh, his low center of gravity, which we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. Uh, That's something that, you know, you can't teach. Uh, And you see these smaller backs all over the NFL that fit into these offenses perfectly now. Like, if there wasn't such an influx of these uh, high-speed offenses, I don't think you would see Josh Jacobs as coveted as he actually is now.
1: Hey, speaking speaking of, uh, are the Packers about to pick him? Because they traded up right now. Yeah, they
0: just traded with Seattle. Um, Yeah.
1: they they don't need defensive line help. Um, may I guess O line could, be, could I mean, be a thing
0: for them, but it's never a bad that, idea to draft offensive linemen.
1: They've had like a revolving door of of running backs. Like Ty Montgomery has the been ol- a guy, and the only and like
0: thing they, is
3: Chase Winovich is Clay Matthews Junior. They're pretty much the same person. <laughs> so point. I wouldn't be too surprised to see that. Ch- also. Chase
1: Winovich is not a first round. Not a first round graded talent, which so, is which is crazy
0: because you know when we we saw Michigan live, he was single handedly <laughs> he was yeah. the best player on the field that game.
1: Yeah, Rashawn Gary that. was also not a first grade re, first round graded talent, and he went like fifteenth overall. So I don't like I don't know. There's some weirdness here. All right, let's D. see. Let's... Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks from NFL.com both had
0: Green Bay taking uh, Drew Locke in the first round. Well, they they took Darnell Savage, the safety out of Maryland. There we go. That's uh, he anchored That's that. He that.
3: anchored that fantastic Maryland. <laughs> Full <defense. laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> of people, people that you know nothing about, but
2: uh, but I mean, there's a reason that we know absolutely nothing about it.
3: Let's put it this way: there's a reason, Darnell Savage, when the safety makes a ton of tackles you can read that a couple of different ways and I can tell you the way you want to read that
1: as far as it pertains to Maryland's defense. So, uh, so, so much like, um, your partner in crime, Gary, uh, Chris Giannini, who's unfortunately not able to join us tonight cause he's in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I am a big subscriber to, so, wait, sorry. What was that? I, I didn't know if you were actually
2: going to call him out. If we were... Oh yeah, no, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, Hey, he has kids. I get it. But uh the th- the thing uh, is like
2: no 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 no. He he's not there with his kids. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's just him with uh with his buddy Matt Fletchy. So, yeah, he's he's not there with, with the kids. The kids are at home with
1: his wife. Interessante. Um well, <laughs> so much like Chris, I subscribe to uh the ringer.com as as some of the the best football analysts that are out there. And they they did an exhaustive um, draft guy, Danny Kelly put it together. There are at least like five safeties listed as um, higher on their draft board than Darnell Savage Jr. And not a one of those guys has been picked yet. So this is this is an intriguing pick from Green Bay, who they traded up for this pick. Yeah, um, probably unnecessarily.
2: A hundred percent unnecessarily. I mean, there's. A, you look at mock drafts. You look at. And uh, understandably, mock drafts are not the same as everything else, but uh, a lot of people don't even have
1: Savage in their first round. Yeah, they've like, got him as like fifty, the 52nd best player. Yeah. I mean, it just
2: – none of it makes any sense at all. But, and And, I mean, this whole draft
0: has been – it, just a complete train wreck. Ever oh, since, yeah, I keep, I, 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 was, I was about, I was just about I was just about to take us back to uh, um. To Williams goes third to the Jets. Klein Farrell, uh, the edge rusher out of Clemson, goes fourth to the Raiders. That's a it, bit of it, a reach it, there at four. It, he was ah, a, so.
1: Yeah. as as the fan of the Ringer, I'm like I'll just like they had him sixth. I really? Think, okay. I think I he's think a guy that um. Like I, I, th- I think a lot of people had him like in the 20s. You were saying that, Gary, right? Like he's in the. Hey, Cleveland Farrell, he was like somewhere between 10 and 20. That's so the he thing to me, I mean, if he's the player you want, take him. But I feel like they could have traded down. He um... may have been available even for them at 24, or or they would have had a very like comparable alternative at 24 because there's there's still some edge rushers on the board right now, but. Um like i don't I guess, like i don't think he would have been available at 24 but i think he would have been
2: available uh you know it would say you drop back to like 12 13 yeah. 14 you know yeah, something like point. that like, at, i i could see like the redskins maybe moving up to take uh you know to take haskins or something
0: or or daniel jones <laughs> or <laughs> which, which, which we'll get there we'll get there um uh, picking fifth was Tampa. They took Devin white, the, uh, linebacker wow. out of LSU who I was really kind of hoping might've slipped down to 10 for the Broncos, but, uh, you know, I, I he's a, That's he's a never solid. Yeah. I, I was hoping I, I'd, would seen some mocks that had him going at, at 10. Um, then we come to the Giants. The, watch it. What? Let me really, yeah. really quickly say watching the Devin white
3: highlights, a lot of Anthony Walker in Devin white. Sure. Uh, I, uh, I, but I mean, like, White is, even compared to Walker, ungodly fast, but a lot
0: of Anthony Walker and Devin White. But anyway, yes, proceed. Um, so th- then, then we get to, uh, the New York football giants. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. Tw- Twitter, Twitter just, just presented a Jim, um,
1: Daniel Jones looks like the actor they'd cast to play Eli, Mooney, Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning's life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it is so true! Oh, he wow. looks just like him. So the Giants take Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke. Dwayne, Hatt- I, Dwayne don't,
2: I don't him for taking him. I do. I'm just surprised that they didn't take him at like 17.
1: He should have been available in the second round. This so this 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 has been talked about a lot over the last like six days or so, right? Because it's it's basically come, become clear to a lot of the draft nicks out there that Jones was going to get drafted in the first round at some point, and pretty much everyone. Well, I won't say everyone because there's 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 obviously a lot of these. Um, I'll I'll put it this way: all of the analytically minded draft nicks that I follow whether it's um bill Connolly or the ringer guys or a handful of other places basically none of them thought jones was a first round talent when you compare his stat lines with other players that like haskins or murray etc he does not come close this pick is all about his coach this is that you have drafted you you are
0: drafting david cutcliffe with the sixth pick in the in the first round of the nfl draft that's and, and what you, this is you've had david cutcliffe at quarterback since you drafted eli manning or since you traded for eli eli manning i and i know that worked out a while ago but how's that how's that worked for you the last couple of years
3: well the other funny thing too is we so we watched daniel jones play several times and duke kind of had our number it's it's absolutely david cutcliffe but it's not like Dan- David Cutcliffe has groomed Daniel Jones. He created the perfect system to take care, to like take advantage of Daniel Jones' strengths and totally negate his weaknesses. Um, and, most and, of, and he had TJ Roming. Yeah, well, exactly. Daniel Giants Jones, don't have their, TJ Roming. Their whole offense is the balls out of Jones's hand immediately. At best, he's going to run some sort of mesh, And, you know, what people would call an RPO, except it's not an RPO. They're just faking a handoff, and he's just gunning it over the middle for a catch and run. And it's like the guy's got a gun for an arm. Almost all of his passes are completed right near the line of scrimmage. And he's not – he doesn't make reads. I don't – I mean, it's like Cutcliffe did a great job utilizing him. It's not like he groomed him into an NFL passer. I just – to me, it's like, good lord. You're, and you're going to throw this guy under the gun. I mean, again, I they talk about all Manning Passing Academy. I feel like you know Archie Manning is behind all of this. He's, <laughs> he's engineered this to, to, to buy Eli a few more
1: years as the Giant starter. <laughs> <laughs> I the, there's there's at least like three outlets out there, including our our buddies at Inside Nu, who tweeted Daniel Jones is essentially a more athletic Clayton Thorson. Um and you've drafted him with a sixth pick in, in the draft. And we love Thorson, but we have we talked about it in our last pot, like he's not a first rounder. Thorson has better stats than than Jones um over the last three years in a number of different spots. Completion percentage, um, T D to pick rate. Uh I think Jones is maybe a little bit better on yards per uh yards per attempt, but they're they're pretty close there. And Bill Connolly tweeted out earlier tonight about how um, Jones and Thorson are basically the worst two two draft eligible QBs in terms of um, his adjusted like yards per attempt metric that he uses to convert college to more NFL type type numbers. So I like this is this is crazy town, crazy town to take him with the sixth overall pick. I just to
3: me it's like you. I mean, we all watch a ton of college football, and I just I watch a guy like Will Greer. And now all I hear is like, well, you know, he's six two and a couple like mechanics issues. And I'm like, not compared to Daniel Jones. And he's and he threw for a million yards, carried his team on his back, which, by the way, Daniel Jones did not do Duke won with defense two years in a row. And like just the idea that Greer, who's going to be available well into round two, most likely um, was not considered as much of a prospect. I I don't get this at all. I not to mention the fact that it's like the Giants like really you you honestly think other teams were this high on Jones, which I mean, but there is a real possibility, right, that Gettleman is just the worst GM in the NFL. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's a real possibility and I think it's an absolute possibility.
0: That's yeah.
2: a real thing. He just it, may just be bad at his it, it, job. It, it, I think there were some people that are that are interested in him, um, but I, I just I don't know that there was any team that wanted to go get him at number six. I mean, if I'm an NFL fan and my team is drafting a quarterback number six that went like seventeen for thirty six for 115 yards against this year's Wake Forest team, uh, no, I, I'm I'm out. I'm dropping my fanhood, uh,
0: especially when you've got another pick later in the first round. And Jones is good, more than likely going to be available there. I mean, yes. especially and if especially, he's especially not, the way who cares? well, especially <laughs> the way the the draft is has gone. I mean, uh, a lot of people thought there would be a big run on quarterbacks, and um, as as we continued down the draft, that wasn't really the case. Um, so at seven, the Jaguars get Josh Allen, which. Great pick by the Jags. I mean that that defense has been solid, and I think Allen adding Allen to that D is that's a great pick. Allen is fan friggin'
2: tastic, man. (laughs) Like that is he's one of the guys that that I thought was a cannot miss prospect. Like he is, Josh Allen is a leader. He is he likes to hit. He's mean. I mean, when he gets on the field, he is just a whole different level. And the fact that he dropped as low as he did
0: absolutely blew me away. I thought there was a chance he could go number three to uh, to the Jets. Yeah, he absolutely could have. And you know, the, the Jaguars are just sitting there like, "Yes, please, thank you, very much. We'll we'll go ahead. <laughs> we'll go ahead and and take us some Josh Allen." Uh, I love that this year's Josh Allen at quarterback got drafted before the real
1: Josh Allen. <laughs> Gary, so, so question, Gary.
3: You had—I heard you had a wager involving X amount of Alabama players in the first round. Can you fold an Alabama State player into that wager, or is that not qualify?
2: No, that uh, sadly <laughs> not qualify. Um, I did hit the uh, the Clemson over two and a half players drafted in the first round, uh, but now I need Alabama over two and a half players drafted, and uh, yeah, we're we're kind of running out of picks here.
3: Hey, state of state of Alabama.
1: Titus Howard fills your uh <laughs> yeah. So I I would just I'd just like to read from the Weight Ringers website briefly here, and and I have nothing against Titus Howard. He might be he might be awesome, but the, the tagline here is developmental tackle with prototypical size, good feet, and smooth athleticism. The use of the word developmental does not say does not sing twenty third pick in the NFL draft to me. No. Uh there's I'm looking at Six different mock drafts,
3: not a single one of them had him in the first round. But it is cool to look at, like, a 355-pound guy playing, like, what is that, swack level football,
1: just, like, <laughs> sitting on people. Always good for highlights. This reminds me of the year that uh, Brad Childress traded up in the Vikings draft to draft Tavarius Jackson quarterback from, <laughs> I believe it was Alabama state. It might've been Jacksonville state. Um, or as Bill Simmons called him Taint Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, t- I t- taint, for t- taint for TD after interception. Uh, Cause that's basically all he did.
2: Yeah. He was, uh, he was something else,
1: wasn't he? God, oh, that was just... the, the Brad Gary... show. years are the, are like took, took years off my life.
3: Gary, by the way, I we need to we need to steel ourselves for this five picks out. If the Chargers take Josh Jacobs, we're gonna have we're gonna have words. That's, <laughs> Surely, there's no way that the Chargers, you know. Well, I mean, we know they're set at running back. I'm just saying, maybe they don't know that. They, they may not. <laughs> uh, I
2: mean, I'll tell you this: How crazy would that uh, that backfield be with Melvin and?
3: You know, I mean, that'd, that'd be all right. With Justin Jackson and others, you meant
2: to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: my, my apologies. Uh,
2: I, think, I think Justin is set there. I don't think they're drafting a running back, especially not in the first round. Uh, that Looking at that crowd, I'm going to swap topics real quick. That crowd in Nashville has been out there all night, and
3: it has been pouring rain.
1: It's impressive. And they and, don't
3: care. Well, this is, one of, this is one of those things, too, that I think, you know, certainly, well, I guess Memphis isn't an NFL – doesn't have an NFL franchise. But the – it's one of those things with the draft where you always kind of wonder, like, no one cares more about the draft than all of the college places. Like, it's like it's their players that are going. And you have Jacks and you have Nashville as this centrally located place that's accessible from, like, the whole south. And oh, I yeah. feel like it just makes sense. You have, like, the whole SEC descending to be like, we want to watch all our players get drafted. It's like, that makes sense. Like, I know Goodell would love to spin it as its 500,000 NFL fans, but uh, I don't think yeah, that's it, why yeah. this crowd is so insane. Like, th- this would be great
2: in uh, in Atlanta as well. Like, Atlanta is a, yeah. a bigger version of Nashville. Um, and it's, you know, it's a little more urban and whatnot. But uh, Nashville, as far as – as far as being an NFL city, like they are a, a big time NFL market right now, uh, and they they weren't always that, but over the last decade or so, uh, ever since the Music City Miracle, which has been what twenty years ago, it was it was building and building because Music City Miracle happened. Uh, I think their second year in Nashville. But over the last 10 years, as the NFL has grown, Nashville is, as far as a market for watching NFL games, it has been massive. And a lot of that is, like, football is just bred in the South. And down here for the longest time between uh, Tennessee and, you know, until the Carolina Panthers and whatnot, there was no NFL in this part of the world. Like, you had the teams down South. You had Atlanta. And you had New Orleans. But then from there up, you know, you got nothing between New Orleans and like Saint Louis.
0: Right? So Saint Louis, was, Indy. Saint right. like, yeah. Louis, Indianapolis. Yeah, but Indy Indy from uh,
2: from
1: where we are and from Nashville is like at least five hours. Okay. Cincinnati Cincinnati's a lot more southern than Indy. Oh, fair yeah. fair. So, I, you, I will say that one of the things about Nashville is like the city is so perfectly set up for an event like this because it is such a centralized place. I mean, I think about, you know, where the Nashville Predators play. I mean, their stadium is steps from all of the nightlife in Nashville. And I think that's where they're set up here tonight as well. Like it's, it's It's kind of perfect. Yeah. It's two blocks away from, uh, from where the NFL
2: stage is set up right now. And, and, then you have a walking bridge to get across that uh, that
1: short river.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Over, over to the stadium.
2: Um, and so what they're talking about in Nashville now is uh, building a dome stadium with a, uh, a retractable roof. And when they do that, they're going to bring a Super Bowl to Nashville, and it will be massive because there's just as many celebrities in Nashville now as there are. Okay, there's not as many as out in L.A., but there's a whole hell of a lot of them that are moving to Tennessee because
3: there's no state income tax. So, I, I hope you're I hope you're starting your list with Jay Cutler. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's he's got a house in Nashville.
1: So, so, uh, so a quick thought, real quick before before this next Raiders pick is in um, t- through 23 picks in the draft, zero running backs, zero wide receivers, zero cornerbacks. Two tight ends from Iowa, which I might remind you was the 91st best offense in college football last year. <laughs> I uh,
3: I look under I look under Oakland Raiders who have two picks coming up and under team needs I see uh, Antonio Brown family members. So I think <laughs> yeah, we gotta see. Come on, you gotta we gotta have two members of the Antonio Brown. Oh, family there's Jacobs. The, oh wow, Josh, Josh oh, Jacobs. there you go. So that, congrats- oh, my sweet lord! Congratulations, That's- Gary. That's money in your pocket too, isn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna tell you exactly how much I had on it. <laughs> Let's see, because it, it was twenty fourth that you didn't even have to sweat this out. Uh, well, I was I was starting to sweat once we started seeing all the trades happen around twenty twenty one.
3: So. Gary, I- Gary, this looks like a random guy they grabbed from the green room. <laughs> I still need proof that this is a football player at Alabama. Oh, he's, he's a legit he, – look, I'll tell you this. He is built like a brick shit house. He, he is, is. He, he does look – Muscle. Yeah. It's funny. I think part of the reason I joke is every other running back I've seen play for Alabama in the past five to ten years, I've known who they were since they were at least junior in high school uh and then and then Josh Jacobs well I'll, I'll tell you this the the player that came in at the same
2: time as jacobs was Najee Harris right <laughs> the number one player in the country and could not beat jacobs to get on the field right like it is it's still mind blowing to think about the fact that uh this guy three star out of Oklahoma that had no other major offers. Like, no other Power 5 offers other than Alabama. Like, I want to know who sent him to Nick Saban. Like, how do you keep a kid like that
3: hidden for that long? I want to know how come Northwestern didn't go visit him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's closer to you guys than uh, he is to us. How we were paying, playing our, like, seventh-string running back this year. You know what I mean? I, uh, not to throw shade... Not the third shade of Chad Hanaoka. future future <laughs> future future, uh, future surgeon doctor Dr. Chad Hanaoka. but we could have used that particular three star talent. But come Let's, on, All right, here's
2: here's what I had on. This, oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear. It. Let's hear. Um, I had, and and here's here's what I have won so far today. So far today, I've uh, two, three. For five, I'm five and one against the number, and I've won two hundred and ninety-two dollars today. So uh, I had three hundred and fifty bucks to win one fifty-two on over two and a half Bama players in the first round. I had two hundred bucks to win seventy-six dollars on uh, Clemson over two and a half players. I had fifty bucks on Yankel, uh, Yankees and Angels no score in the first inning. Uh, I had 50 bucks on Phillies and Marlins, no score in the first inning. I had the Spurs first quarter minus one and a half. And then the only one that I lost was, oh, no, hold on. I just, uh, let's see, I just went to seven and one. I didn't even realize I bet this one. Uh, I had Josh Jacobs first running back drafted, put 150 bucks to win 20. So, <laughs> so, so I've won three hundred twelve dollars today. All right. Uh, so it's it's not uh not too shabby, but yeah. I, so today has been a a pretty good
3: day. Um, but yeah, like those those were just easy bets because they were such high favorites. Some of them just, were really like, how was Clemson's D line not all going in the first round? Like that was yeah, it, that was never happening. Like all
2: went in the first twenty picks
3: yeah that so is pretty Braxton, good. no no they all
2: went in the first 17 picks mm-hmm. so you know I mean it's I think they've still got one other guy that hasn't been drafted yet and he's not supposed to be drafted until like the second or third round but that's okay right like I, I got the over two and a half so so I'm feeling good but uh but yeah this was this was a pretty good night I've still got one bet out there let's see. Oh, I lost uh, Phillies minus half a run against the Marlins in the first five innings, and Rangers team total over three and a half runs for the game. I had fifty bucks on that, so they uh, they currently have zero in the fourth inning. So
3: we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm still, I still am like shocked that no wideouts have been drafted in this in this round. And I mean, it's like I still feel like the Raiders are going to grab Brown, but I. I mean, I don't know if there's gonna be a run. I mean, in with the exception of Kyler Murray, was anyone more talked about in the run up to this draft than DK Metcalf? And like, no, but Metcalf wasn't
2: even the best player on his team. I know. Like he he wasn't the best wide receiver on his team. I know. So everybody talked about him because oh, he's so fast and oh he's got all these muscles and all this, but he's also got an injury history. He was never dominant um you know it's not surprising to me that the media kind of you know propped him up a whole lot um but it it wouldn't surprise me at all if A.J. Brown gets drafted before he does like A.J. Brown's the best receiver in
3: this in this draft to me it is funny like I mean yeah I I totally agree like it's he's definitely a possibility I mean I the uh the other Brown, who I just keep calling Antonio Brown's cousin, um, what's his it's name? Marquise uh, Hollywood. Or, yeah, Hollywood Brown. He's so little. Like that's the thing. I mean, I you know, I mean, gosh, if you're if you're that size, you better be unreal. I mean, he's good, but I don't know. Um, again, like that's that's the thing where like what the, the kind of you know the the Big Twelve offenses kind of thing. I'm, I'm a little bit um, a little bit wary of that, but I am still waiting for this like run on wideouts, but. It's interesting.
0: You, you've also got Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. He he could be in the mix up there at, at wideout.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I ain't worried about Nikhil Harry. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, that, guy, that guy ain't nothing to me.
3: <laughs> Flynn <laughs> Nagel's sitting right there for the Pats at 32. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> sitting. He fits the prototype. Like, yeah, it, could could we see the Pats take a quarterback in the first round? Or,
2: you know what? I could see them, like, trading out of that spot. So like someone else happened. could come back and get Locke? It, well, somebody come in and get Locke. Uh, or, I mean, it, it, hell, the Raiders could take Locke at 27. Yeah, they could. I mean, it, it depends on on whether they want to keep rolling with Derek Carr or not. And I don't think anybody has any idea what Mayock and Grudem want to do.
0: I don't think they have any idea what they want to do. I think they're just firing from the fire from the hip. See what didn't happens. They, didn't
1: they send all their scouts home? Yeah, they said said we didn't. don't need
0: you guys. Yep. Do you guys listen to Chris Landry? No,
2: no. He does the, the Landry Football Podcast. He he's been an executive in the NFL and he worked at LSU and all this. He he's been in football and in scout rooms and all this kind of stuff for like thirty some odd years. And he had a story that was similar to Gil Brandt's. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw the one from Gil Brandt that was uh, Hollywood Brown to the Ravens. Oh, good, nice, nice pick. Don't you know that he has got to be some kind of pissed off because he's never going to get to catch the football?
3: I was going to say if Joe Flacco was still there, but yeah, how's your how's your blocking? (laughs) Yeah. You better be good at blocking, and I don't know that a 5'8", 150-pound soaking wet receiver is going to be able to block much. On the other hand, if they're drafting him to play backup quarterback, it's a genius move. He's, his skill set pretty much <laughs> matches yeah. matches right up. You won't have
1: to adjust the offense at all. Lamar Jackson threw for over 3,500 yards his junior and senior year or his sophomore and junior years in college.
3: Isn't that weird? Like, because, like, when I – I mean, it was like the same thing with Tebow, but I always used to think Lamar Jackson had a pretty ball in college, and then I would watch him in the NFL, and I'd be like, what is going on with your passes? Um, and I still think – I mean, I still would I would start Lamar Jackson all day. I think he's fantastic <laughs> as long as he can move like that. But the, uh, it is just weird. You're right because he, like, was a dominant thrower. But I suppose anyone who wants to make a anti-Kyler Murray – argument you'd base it around something like that um, here's
1: the thing though they gave joe effing flacco all the first team reps leading up to the season and all the first team reps for the first however many weeks before they finally were like hmm this guy's not so good at football sorry sam well flacco <laughs> and decided to shift over to lamar
0: <laughs> he flacco did get hurt but no, he, hurt, no he, but he, he, he missed time and when he came back the job wasn't his anymore Still I'm not very good at football well, anymore. That is that is not necessarily false, but, guys,
1: how,
3: how dare you demean Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco in that way? How dare you demean I an mean, you... elite quarterback like Joe Flacco?
1: <laughs> do, do you want me to demean Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer as well? I will. I can. not
3: Guys, <laughs> don't make Sam slap you with one of Elway's isotoner gloves. He will take that glove right off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do we need to talk about Eli Manning's two miracle Super Bowl victories? <laughs> not
0: Not until Chris gets here. Yeah, I was gonna say poor Chris <laughs> isn't here to
1: defend himself on that.
0: Alright. So the Colts just traded the 26th pick to Washington, so Washington jumped back up. Oh um, just sure. kind of want to keep running through the, the top of the draft. Um TJ Hawkinson went to Detroit. Uh tight end out of Iowa. Ed Oliver went to to the Bills,
1: nice pick, uh, great nice pick
0: by Buffalo. Uh, the Steelers at ten traded with the Broncos. Broncos picked up a second rounder this year and a third rounder next year. Uh, Pittsburgh moves up to take Devin Bush, uh, the you, linebacker out of Michigan. Um, so.
3: By the way, I'm kind of curious. I I'm kind of curious, guys. Did uh, do either of you or any of you think? that we're looking at a run on wide receivers now brown goes washington trades up i'm wondering if if you know people are starting to get antsy oh
2: wait well, yeah, washington is is absolutely taking an alabama player here
0: <laughs>
3: they, They've
2: it's, done it it's, every what, year. it's what they do yeah it's i i don't know why their gm is is in love with saving players uh considering they get hurt every freaking year for them but uh but yeah, they're they're absolutely taking an Alabama player. It probably Irv Smith or something like that. Like I, it, that wouldn't surprise me at this point, considering how many uh, non-first round talents have been taken in the first round. <laughs> so,
3: I think you, I think they should they should take
1: Tua and then
3: figure out the logistics of it later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, Gary, how do you feel about that uh, that uh, bush pick for um, for your Steelers? I'm not a.
2: Okay, I I'd never thought that Devin Bush was great. Um, I think that the Steelers do this every year, right? In the first round, they draft guys that it's going to take a year or two for them to really uh, get in the fold because he's not going to replace anybody that they've got at linebacker or on the edge right now uh, or at safety. So, like, it, there's nowhere really for him to play right off the bat. So I, I don't know what the purpose was of, of trading up to get
1: him. I have a theory. Wait, say what? I have a theory. I, I would love to hear your theory. My theory is that the Bengals were going to take him at 11 to replace Vince uh, uh, Perfect. And the Bengals and, and the Steelers traded up just to spite the Bengals. I I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't put it past them. Like, that that could be what this franchise has turned into. It seems this, as logical as
1: anything else, right?
2: They're, they're just insanely spiteful.
1: Like, that's the whole thing. You guys really want this guy? Okay, cool. Screw you. Like, well, may, well, maybe they're thinking, like, shit, the Browns, the Browns and the Bengals are probably going to win this division next year. we got to make sure that the Bengals don't finish ahead of us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Speaking, it's, it's, speaking of the you know, Bengals. The uh, the the best over under uh, of this entire uh, NFL season is going under on the Ravens nine. Like, there's no way this Ravens team is winning nine games.
3: Oh, for sure.
2: I mean, did they go ten and six last year, or was it nine and? Six? No, they they went ten and six last year, right?
3: I just feel like they're going to eventually run into the exact same problems the Titans have, which is like lamar's gonna get banged up eventually and in like in any given game if he's healthy and his motor is running they can absolutely be in the game they'll build a offense around him and just it's he's just it's a crazy situation to have to deal with but eventually he's gonna get nicked and if he does that's there goes your nine right down the toilet so i don't know
1: uh, I, he he has to figure out the, the Russell Wilson way of playing. Like he has to play to avoid hits and he's not doing that right now. Same right. thing with Josh Allen at Buffalo. Same thing with Kyler Murray, uh, in Arizona next year. Like if, if you're a QB whose game is to move the pocket, to leverage your speed and you're a little bit, you know, undersized, you've, you've got to figure out a way to avoid contact. Um, and that's – to me, that's the biggest question mark about all these guys going forward. I think I think well, Lamar – with,
3: with Allen, though, if he avoids contact long enough, he's going to have to throw the football. Well, yeah, so. that's, a,
1: that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing with, like, with Lamar. I know we – you know, his throwing stats didn't look very good last year. I think with actual preparation and a scheme to fit him instead of just like, oh, we got to jerry-rig this. Here, just run the ball uh, type situation. I think they can actually figure out something for him that can work – Well, he just has to be disciplined in avoiding contact. Um, and that's, to me, that's a big question mark.
3: Oh, Gary Raiders pick at 27, Damian Harris. Then you tank next year and you take two Oh one overall. I think we can put this pack. We can put this whole package together.
0: Uh, speaking of the Bengals, they picked at 11, uh, Jonah Williams, offensive lineman out of Bama, um, Gary, you you, were, you watched him a oh, lot. We lost, oh, we lost Gary. Did we lose Gary? Shoot, I'm just looking. Oh, yeah, we did lose Gary. Let me try to get him back. Um, yeah, so Jonah Williams went uh, 11 to Cincinnati. Rashawn Gary, the uh, defensive end out of Michigan, went 12 to Green Bay. Uh, Miami uh, took Christian Wilkins, uh, the D-tackle out of Clemson. I thought for sure... Miami was going to uh, go quarterback there, especially with Dwayne Haskins still on the board. Um, Boston College took the guard uh, out of Bo- uh, Atlanta. Took the guard from Boston College, uh, Chris Lindstrom, and then at fifteen, the Washington took Dwayne Haskins, and he was just sitting there uh, waiting for them. And hell, I, I mean, I know Washington wanted. Haskins and was trying to move up for him and then didn't have to. It's funny to
3: juxtapose Gary and Haskins because like those are two guys that we saw in person and in the Michigan game. I mean Gary it's not like he looked bad but Winovich was the player who just dominated that game and we were just blown away by um, and that's kind of the knock on Gary right is that like he's never quite lived up to his potential but his potential was still enough to get him taken 12th. Whereas like Haskins, I mean, Scuzz and I saw him in Indy in person, and he was awesome. I mean, ridiculous. He, yeah, he was. He extends plays. He's a pocket passer. People don't think he's mobile. He's very mobile in the pocket, um, and he, and he makes plays. So I. Um, I'll be really interested to see. I mean, I, I saw that crazy stat earlier today that I think, like, he's the first Big Ten quarterback drafted in the first round. Since, since Kerry
0: Collins.
3: Since Kerry Collins. Like, what? That's just, just blew me away. But, um, but I, I mean, he looks, I mean, at 15, that's great value for the skins. I mean, I you know, um, it's not like
0: you're betting the farm on him and he might end up being really good. So we'll see uh carolina takes the linebacker out of florida state brian burns um the giants with their uh pick they picked up in the obj trade uh take dexter lawrence out of clemson uh scuzz your vikings went offensive line but not exactly where we thought they'd go uh garrett bradbury the center out of nc state i really thought they'd go tackle because they drafted um pat i, I, I elf line is that how
1: you say it I think so. Something like yeah, that, yeah. they drafted Pet Elfline out of out of Ohio State a couple of years ago. Um, not in the first round, certainly, but uh, I I just assumed tackle is where they needed more work. I guess Bradbury, um, I, I'm seeing a lot of kind of raving on, on Twitter of, or or elsewhere online of, like, it's the perfect pit for them. They they, they really need – it was a, an area of need, et cetera. Maybe they're thinking about moving Elfline over to guard, I know they basically need – they're desperate for help on the O-line. So whatever that help is, whatever form it comes in, I'm cool with it. Um, they they needed to draft an offensive lineman. If they did anything else, I would have been stunned. I just kind of thought they'd go with one of the tackles. Um, I thought there was probably more value there. But, hey,
0: if, if they have a plan on this, I'm good with it. Um, Tennessee takes Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State at 19. He's a defensive tackle. And uh, then Denver at 20 uh, took Noah Fant, uh, which gets us back to where we where we jumped on tonight. Um, just to kind of catch everyone up. Uh, I, can I ask you a quick question, Sammy, before yeah. we move off of the Fant pick? Sure. Because I, I didn't get a chance to ask this at the time.
1: You you even kind of said you would rather have Hoskinson. I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. And I guess I'm kind of surprised that everybody's rating Hoskinson as, as the, the higher value
0: pick than Fant. Well, I, I think that Hawkinson is uh, a better blocker. Um, you know, Hawkinson can, can block and catch. I, I I feel like he is more of a, a gronk comp than uh, Fant is.
3: He also doesn't have the treadmarks on him from the Iowa bus that they backed <laughs> over Fant <laughs> yeah. in the second half of the season. Seriously, what happened there? Uh, that will always be a mystery that I think everyone's always going to be wondering because, like, how do you not how do you not utilize both of those guys in tandem effectively in the same offense which they did not do at all um uh, uh maybe it's because nathan stanley is your quarterback yeah yeah just that's, I mean. Yeah, it's possible i mean and again it's like i thought i mean fan was good i mean he was the year before he was awesome against us right up until he dropped the last pass of the game sorry noah but uh but up until not, then. Was, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um and then but yeah, I mean I I still like as a pure pass catching tight end, he's a monster. I mean he's you can split him out and he's a matchup nightmare. Like he's a pro
0: NFL tight end for sure. Yeah, I mean uh, like he, he is you know, he's like got that Gronk size and hopefully be the mismatch, but he he's not really known for his blocking. So I think that right. that's kind of why i would why i was more interested in hawkinson than fant but interesting very very happy with it i'm happy with fant i mean we needed a tight end
3: and he's not going to be matched up against northwestern defenses anymore so
0: hopefully that's gonna help him (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah
0: neither one of them. yeah right that's which is you know bonus uh so green bay at 21 took daryl savage or darnell savage um Philly traded up uh, to pick Andre Dillard, the offensive lineman out of Washington State. Houston uh, took Titus Howard. We m- mentioned him a little bit while, a little bit ago. Uh, the Raiders took Josh Jacobs, the uh, Ravens, Marquise Brown, and then the Redskins just traded back up into the first round to take Montez Sweat uh, from Mississippi State, uh, the de- defensive end, who I think a lot of people thought would go earlier than he did. Um, and now the Raiders take jonathan abram uh safety out of mississippi state with their third first round pick interesting to me that the raiders have drafted
1: like have used all three of these picks so there was there was some theories that they might try to trade up for the number one and get murray there are some theories that they might try to package 27 and 24 to do some things like I, i think it's interesting they've picked three players and uh i don't know that any of these players were kind of like the guy that you would have thought would have gone at that level. Like, like not that they're not that they're all reaches, but none of them are, none of them would have been considered the top player on the board at the time that the Raiders were picking, which is in effect
0: a reach. Yes. By definition, if you're not taking, the- well, <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but not like, maybe, maybe not a big, not, not a big reaches, reach, right? But yeah. They're, they're all first round talents, and they're all guys that like even you know they so they took um Farrell number 4 right who was considered a top 10 player by some out, outfits right um Abram was considered a top 10 talent or uh, was considered a first round talent at safety uh you know a number of people had Jacobs in the first round probably not up at 24 but so it just it's it's interesting they clearly, they clearly really like these players and have have chose them over other, maybe, you know, like the the concept of, of picking the best player on the board. So, um, but I will say, I don't think, I think, I think Gruden has done better by himself today than I would have expected. I'm
3: enjoying these Jonathan Abram highlights. He obliterates people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think we all thought that Gruden was going to totally gum up these three first round draft picks, which, which the Raiders kind of fleeced a couple teams in, um, in pulling these these all together or maybe well i guess maybe they just fleeced one team um being the cowboys uh so i I don't don't know know. i don't know um overall i guess i'm kind of impressed that they didn't you know they didn't make a crazy reach they didn't make it like a new york giants type reach like we thought (laughs) that they might take a qb you know at four like like lock or or something ludicrous like that and they didn't do it all All right, right so now we've arrived
3: how can the LA Chargers best serve Justin Jackson with this pick? I'm thinking Jawan Taylor. Come on, how is Jawan Taylor still on the
0: board? That's a, that's actually a really interesting point.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it is funny. I mean, he was a lot of people's top graded offensive lineman. I think it was it was him and the guy from Alabama, right, Jonah Williams. But yeah, and, Williams went a long time ago. Yeah, Willie, uh, Williams, Williams with 11. was
1: cons- Williams was considered a, a
0: step above um taylor for sure but, yeah. but i mean you got uh andre dillard and titus howard who went uh 22 and 23 yeah that's yeah. true Someone T- 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 T-
1: titus howard is
0: the- <laughs> one of these things is not like the others
1: <laughs> yeah um
3: yeah so i don't know that's that's what we want help for jj not a running back but i don't think i mean there aren't any running backs of the first round grade Left, I don't think. I mean, Jacobs even was kind of quasi first round. So it, um,
0: it'd be it'd be interesting here if the Chargers um, started looking at uh, Phil Rivers's future and went Locke here, and went Clayton Thorson to put together a Northwestern I mean, backfield. Absolutely, uh, that that would be the way to go. Um, I'm I I'm, I don't <laughs> love Drew Locke. I, I I don't really know why, but I don't love I Drew don't. Locke.
1: I don't love Drew Locke either. I mean, this is like, I talked about it in the, in, in the build up to the season, I think because Purdue was going to be playing Missouri and, you know, we were kind of looking at comps and how, like how they might perform against Northwestern, what we could expect, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, you know, pun intended referred to him as a paper tiger, whose stats looked great when he played the bottom half of the SEC. And he looked extremely pedestrian against the top half. Now he had a couple of really good games this season, I think against Auburn most notably, but a player that never really looked good against, against solid competition.
3: Well, I mean, I know people tend to lump Auburn in, but it's like Mississippi States had three players drafted, um, three defensive players drafted. Alabama's had defensive players drafted. Like there ain't been any Auburn players in the first round so far. So, um, but I keep waiting at some point there has to at some point there has to be an inflection point relative to wide receiver like i still can't believe one wide receiver has been drafted in the first round he's five nine i granted like with an impressive skill set but you have just several players like you know at least size wise prototypical wide receivers um and at some point
0: they're gonna start becoming like. You know crazy value so we'll see You've only got five picks left in the First round the uh, Chargers pick is in We're just waiting for them to come back And make the announcement um, Then you got Seattle with two picks back to back The Rams At 31 and then the Patriots At 32 so uh, Getting close to the end of the first round I, There, There isn't really anyone Who you can really say is Has slid like Tremendously right I mean there's we had a, a couple people get drafted a little higher than we thought, but, like, there's no one It'd who's, be, like, sitting in there like, oh, God, why haven't they been picked? is probably were... the number one, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean – And I'd say Locke. And then Greedy Williams was somebody
3: – Greedy Williams was somebody, right? Corners are like this, where if he would have gone, like, sixth or something like that, everyone would have been a little surprised, but people would have immediately, like, defended the pick. You know what I mean? Like, to some people, he's the top-rated corner. So um, that I wouldn't, you know, he's one where I'm sure he probably had a lot of thoughts of going in the first round and he might still, but well, and, yeah.
0: And
1: Byron Murphy who's another corner out of Washington. Same I wonder deal, if like... Murphy survives back
3: to back Seahawks picks. Oh. I kind of feel like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. They need, they need to rebuild that secondary too.
0: Yeah. Especially yeah, right. everyone, everyone leaving there. Right. I'm is... just like, if, if Locke is going to go in the first round, it's got to be someone to trade back in, unless the Chargers are looking to to pick Rivers' successor down the road to groom him a little bit. Um, right? I mean, the Rams aren't taking a quarterback. Seahawks aren't taking a the quarterback. They just made Russell Wilson the highest-paid player in the NFL, and uh, the Patriots aren't. If they're trying to get Brady's replacement, they're not going to take him in the first round, right?
3: And he ain't in this draft, (laughs) I'm sure of that Like, if they need a replacement for Brady They can wait till next year or the year after
0: Yeah, I mean, next year is just a far superior uh, year for quarterbacks And that's kind of like with Denver I was was, happy that they were not, they didn't go quarterback I would have liked to have seen them take Haskins at 10 I would have been okay with that But, you know, the fact that they, they moved back at the tight end and like, let's not do anything crazy and try to jump back up to the to the first round. Um, Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle out of Notre Dame, to the Chargers.
3: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame had a really solid defense this year. I mean we definitely saw that, um, and Tillery was a solid player on it. I mean we kind of thought of them as as a lunch pail defense but like a a much improved version of our own defense they were just not flash but very solid and very strong um and Tillery was right in the center of that for sure um but it still is interesting i you know the more takeaway from this i keep being like lock keeps falling and all of these wideouts keep falling um and i know like a lot of them weren't super highly graded but i part of me keeps wondering too like who's that player that the the Pats are going to take, and then we're all going to slap our head and be like, how did they get that guy? Yeah. But I don't really feel like that guy is here. Like, there's no one – I mean, well, the Florida tackle. And the Pats need offensive line. Oh, they, 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 they sure like do, bit. absolutely. So if he fell that far, you know, that would be the one where they everyone would be like, oh, God, how did the Pats end up with him? But I don't know. It's uh, interesting to see. if Are we going to get any uh,
1: Northwestern highlights in Tillery here? I guess we'll oh, – Looking to see, not
0: yet. Uh, I mean, his highlights look. I mean, he he played really, really well.
3: Was he on the field when we blocked their punt? That's all I care uh, about. I, he I don't, I don't remember. Was he, was he the up back who was supposed to get over? That's what I want to know. But hey,
0: Chargers didn't take a running back. That's positive. Bolstering their defense, which I I don't love, as. <laughs> As a member of the AFC West, is Jerry Tillery Hawaiian? Uh seems that way. I mean, they're cutting to him. Oh, in, Maui! Yeah, yep. they're cutting him in Maui. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't want to go from Maui to Nashville either. I would stay there. Yeah. Also,
0: let's see. Can, can you? You want to hang out in Maui, or you want to go hang out in the rain in in Nashville? I mean, Nashville is a lot of fun. Half a let, people are. Yeah, yeah I mean, let, let's not. Let's Nashville is a great town. It's a ton of fun um you know i i've had great great times in nashville several t- several different times the most recently being uh the music city bowl uh freezing my, my balls off there but enjoying the win over josh allen and the kentucky wildcats um yeah but you know I, i'd still get given a choice maui man yeah here
3: i was thinking i was like look- i was looking like you mentioned Josh Allen, and I was going back through to see how many people Northwestern beat were in the first round. But there's actually we definitely have gotten as good as we've given when you look at this group <laughs> between Michigan, Ohio State, sadly Daniel Jones. Yeah.
0: But, thank, but thanks to Iowa. Yeah, a couple, couple tight ends we beat. Um. And Maryland. Maryland, yeah. Yep. Um,
1: can, can we can we still count Mississippi State from 2012? I mean, if if you
0: want. I...
3: Yeah. I just remember, yeah, it's still when uh, Savage went to Green Bay, just being like, God, I just – we were in the second level against them all day when we played them two years ago, just running for boatloads of yards. And I, I know that that's not technically the safety's fault, but – I don't at any point remember during that game being like, uh-oh, we're into the secondary. Watch out for Darnell Savage Jr. I more was just like, this is great.
0: Skuz, <laughs> uh, did you have any thoughts on Jerry Tillery? Uh, um,
1: not, I mean, he was pretty well regarded at Notre Dame. Their defense was really good. Uh, I mean, seems like a pretty solid pick. Like, Kind of in the line of what we've tar- been talking about. Like a guy that had... You know, a first-round grade was um, – I don't think there are any other, like, big DTs left on the on the board that, that would have been above him. Um, so it seems like if they wanted a D-line help, that's probably the best place to go. Yeah,
3: that's what we are thinking. He's like, you know, he didn't jump off the field, but it's like he was right in the middle of that great Notre Dame defense, and he was – you know, he certainly did his part. Um,
1: God, what's – it's – like it's insane cornerbacks and receivers are are the ones that are falling right now it really seems like in terms of when i flip through like the ringers big board of who hasn't been drafted yet it's all corners it's and And, and Juwan taylor this is
3: i mean coming off at least on paper as one of the weakest offensive drafts that i can remember i mean they're they are and you know it's a funny way to frame it uh, imagine if Kyler Murray had chosen to play baseball. I mean, this—if you th- look at the way this round this round has broken out offensively, and then you factor in um, that you know, if you take Kyler Murray out of the equation, it's exponentially worse offensively. I mean, like if, if you were to take out Murray, your highest offensive player drafted is Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You've had two tight, end, two tight ends drafted, um, and what, I mean, Dwayne Haskins would be like the, uh, aside from who is mid-first round, I mean, just a weird offensive draft. Like, Josh Jacobs is drafted almost by default. I don't see any other running backs that are going to be going anytime soon. Um, just a weird draft. This, I mean, I feel like on paper this has to be one of the, at least least flashy offensive drafts that i can remember um it is wild
0: yeah and you got to th- you got to figure tomorrow it, it'll probably be the run i mean you you got like the night to kind of think about it restock um you know, take a breath and then yeah you know, it seems like you know th- that run of you know guys who weren't in you know, in the first round, guys who slipped, they all go super early in the in the second round. And it, it, another interesting thing, like you almost always see the first pick in the second round get traded at some point overnight. Like um, whoever whoever it is, I guess it'd be Arizona. Someone's get, someone's going to see someone who dropped, and they want to They want in, um, and will try to move up uh, to the top of the second round to make sure that they get their guy.
3: You know, the other thing too, I feel like, I mean, there was the general talk that this was a weak quarterback class overall, but then you get in the habit of like people always overreach for quarterbacks. But with the exception of Gettleman, who seems to be just on his own planet right now, um, everyone else seems to just be like, this is not a good QB class. And we're willing to just, you know, it's like Murray, but then it's like Haskins could have gone higher you take Jones out of the equation, and again, it's like the Giants may just be on Neptune as far as we know. And aside from them, everyone seems to be like, eh, I'm not really loving these. And when you factor in like a lot of the worst teams, right, are thinking I'm not passing up a chance on like to a tag of or Trevor Lawrence next year so that I can take Drew Locke in the first round or something like that, you know. So which makes sense. We're just used to not seeing teams. Do it smart when it comes to quarterbacks. Well,
1: and, yeah, and... I heard. I, I heard this draft compared to like what the 2011 draft, where you had Christian Ponder and, um, uh, shoot, the uh, the guy from Missouri. Yeah, oh, was Chase Daniel. Chase, Chase, Chase Daniel.
2: Yeah, Gabbert. My...
1: Mike oh, yeah, no, that, that
2: was Chase hey, yeah. by the way, I'm
3: back. Hey, hey. there he is. Hey, there he is.
2: <laughs> does, does this sound a little better? Yeah, a little oh, bit. It Does sound yeah. a little better. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. We're uh, we're also streaming now, so we're, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we're live. <laughs> yes. It, it took uh, it took two hours, but longer than two hours <laughs> to get to get all the drivers and and everything set up. But we're here now, so we're good to go. Um, yeah, no, that I I, I remember that uh, the biggest thing that has changed is the, uh, the rookie pay scale and the fact that first-rounders, you've got that fifth-year option. And the person or the, the players that teams really want to be able to have that fifth year on uh, is quarterbacks, right? It, it's the same thing with the Rams making it to the Super Bowl this year while they still have uh, whatever the kid from Cal's name Jared is. Goff. What's his name? Yeah, Goff. While they've got him on this rookie deal, they can afford to go. Go and pay, uh, linemen and linebackers, and you know all these all these guys that you're going to have to pay to be a good football team. You can't pay a quarterback and pay all of those guys as well and be, you know, great. Unless you're the Patriots, and you know, and they they don't pay anybody, so
0: you know it's a little different. And, but, uh, and actually, that that kind of leads to what I was I was just about to say is like I would not be surprised to see someone who wants Locke maybe jump up with the Rams or the Patriots uh, to get back in the first round so you can get that extra year, uh, that fifth year option on him. I mean that, that I, that's what happened last year at the with Lamar at at the end of the well. And
2: that's I would not be shocked to see Seattle trade pick number thirty. I mean, because they've got two in a row here. Mm-hmm. So trade number 30, and, you know, you know it just it, find a way for somebody to get in. And the Rams don't really need anybody. I mean, they, they're going to go out and spend money in free agency and whatnot. We know that. Uh, the Patriots, I could totally see them giving this up. They've they've got, what, 13 picks in this draft? Is that right, or is it 12?
0: Something it, it's like that. a lot. It's, like, unreasonably yeah, yeah. many.
2: I mean, and, and where Bill... You know, butters his bread is in rounds four through seven. Mm-hmm. Like it, so, it would not surprise me to see somebody trade two picks to get back into the first round where the Patriots
1: are to be able to get Drew Locke. Please tell me it's the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so fantastic, Gary. While you were off, we were talking. I, I we were talking about how like the Raiders have. Yes, their picks have like you could maybe qualify their picks as reaches um at at 4 and 24 and maybe even 27 a little bit but but they're not well, crazy I'm, reaches I'm not like I to go say that I'm not going to say that Josh Jacobs at 24 is a reach. But uh, well my my point being like it's maybe not the best player on the board but they're all first round talent, right? Yes. And I think they've had a very successful draft so far but for them to, like, trade a whole bunch of picks to move back up into the first round and take a lock would be – like, that's the Gruden move I'm waiting for. Yeah,
0: I mean, they they have not gone off the reservation yet. It's weird. That is
2: Mayock to a friggin' T. Like, that's that's him and Gruden. Um, But so so far, the moves that they have made line up with what they started in the – like, at the beginning of last season, right, where they were kind of tearing this whole thing down and we're going to build it back through the draft, and this is how we're going to do it. And for all the fun that we have made of them, and God, we have had a lot of fun at their expense, but
0: it looks like they might be doing it the right way. I mean, am I crazy for thinking that? I mean, that makes me very, very sad if that's (laughs) the case. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, let's, Let's remember, like,
1: they've, like, who? Who? Which? Bear, they they basically traded Khalil Mack for uh, Jonathan Abram. Yep, that's that's not a good trade. And, okay, uh, no, that's not a good trade. No, and,
2: <laughs>
0: I mean you, you got um, point, um, but, Amari Cooper for Josh Jacobs.
2: But but at the same time, if you're just going based player on player, you do have these guys on rookie deals as opposed to those players yeah, on massive deals. So true. You know, it, it, because you can't afford to pay Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper and Derek Carr because they already blew their wallet on Derek Carr.
1: I like know that's, which one I would have paid, and it was probably Khalil Mack. Uh, 100%. Yep. 100%. Hey, by, the, by the way, can I tell you guys, um, I'd like to, to share a live update from New York Giants Twitter. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> I would love to see this. <laughs> that is that the New York Giants have posted a, a, a tweet. Uh, this is from... Uh, 11 p.m. Check out Daniel Jones' workout at this year's big NFL Combine, and it's a video. And the response is, No thanks. Have some laundry to do. Make me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is fantastic. It, it's, amazing. I, it's amazing. It's amazing. Here's another I'm another thing. Like the, shock. the the Giants just have this thing about taking Senior Bowl MVPs, right? I mean, they they took Kyle Laletta a couple years ago. They um this is their third senior bowl mvp quarterback that they've taken in the past four or five years and none of them have done anything how did i not know that daniel jones uh
2: won the super or a senior bowl mvp uh,
0: great question i'm not sure that's uh that's interesting because it's the Senior Bowl, and, you're and, probably and nobody cares. Yeah, you you were doing laundry or doing all the all the things that Giants Twitter is is telling is doing there. That's yeah, that makes
2: sense. That makes sense. All right, I, I, I uh, <laughs> I've had like about thirty something people watching our, our live stream, and just had somebody tell me that the sound has been off the whole. time. Oh. I'm like this thing's been working great. like I can hear it in my headset finally. It took two hours to get this damn thing working and get on and they're like, Uh yeah, the sound isn't working. It's like, oh and then I go switch over the mic. It's like, Oh, well, all right, now it's working. Hey. So we're for those that are watching on the live stream, hey, we've got the guys from West Slot Pirates in. Go check out their podcast. Thank you for jumping in at the uh
0: at the late hour that it is now that we have, what,
2: four picks left in the draft? Yeah, three now with the
0: the Seahawks taking LJ Collier, the defensive end from TCU. Which is such a weird –
2: I I don't understand some of these. You know, like I I guess talent-wise, or maybe it's a good fit. You know, I, I don't know why I'm surprised at anything that Pete Carroll does.
1: Does
0: it was, nobody want does nobody oh! 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 The Seahawks just traded to the Giants.
3: The the
0: Giants oh, oh, jumped back into oh, thirty.
3: Oh, guys, who's who's that Duke receiver again? Maybe they can take him. <laughs> um,
1: TJ, T.J.
0: Roming. T.J. Roming.
3: Uh... T.J. Roming. You know? look, David Cutcliffe groomed. You've got to.
1: Uh...
3: <laughs> Let's uh. So so.
2: I've got somebody requesting that we give our takes on Seattle's pick with L.J. Collier. Um It it does not surprise me at all that Pete Carroll is going to take somebody that nobody knows. Like I, that's it, it, I, this is a replacement. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Caleb jumps in. This is a replacement for Hawks. I mean, for uh, for
0: Frank that they just they just
1: traded Frank Clark right. So
0: yeah. So so that's all this is. LJ Collier is no Frank Clark though. I mean, come on. No, no,
2: not a chance. But they I, I'll tell you this, I think
0: that this has some ego
2: with it where the Seahawks think for whatever reason that they can go out and find the talent that nobody else knows about, right? They do like they did it with Rashad Penny last year. Like they just e- pick somebody at the end of the first round and give them oodles of cash, and you know I—I I don't know. It's a little crazy. And now of I course, think, the, I think the Giants actually, you with know, Baker. like.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to know: like, does nobody want a good corner? Well, I mean, you the Giants think? just got one. Yeah, Giants but, final. But greedy is still on the board, and so is it, Byron Murphy. Guys that it, have like a much higher grade from. Everybody, like all, yeah, from everybody. Like, and I, I, I think there's something to, to being to your comment here about overthinking it and thinking, oh, you know, this is this is our guy, this is our diamond in, in the rough, and you get yeah, down to number twenty nine on the draft board, and you haven't you haven't properly evaluated the people you thought were going to be gone by now. I'll, Fal- I'll Falcons just
0: tra- Falcons just traded with the Rams to jump back up yeah, into they they, the first. Back in. Uh, uh, the, the that, problem... that Ryan's back up here, Drew Locke? I don't know. No, Lord, no. No, 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 no. There, there's no way they're
2: drafting Matt Ryan's back up in the first round. Not mm-hmm. a chance. Sam, uh, the, Broncos, it's, it's the as... Broncos
3: are taking Drew Locke eventually. You can't wish it away. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, so
2: our buddy Matt on YouTube said, Giants just took the fourth-best quarterback and the third-best cornerback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, no. The, the problem for the cornerbacks, uh, we were talking about Greedy Williams and, and Byron, Um those guys are both redshirt sophomores, and I wonder how much that makes a difference, right? right. So at DeAndre Baker, uh, junior, you know it, he's played three years, all that. These other guys have only played two years now. Talent wise, and as far as uh, what do they say, mileage? You know, yeah, I was just it, gonna
1: say mileage to me like outweighs the. The other side of that but
2: i agree with you but i the other all right so greedy williams like I, I agree he's awesome like byron was the one that i wanted greedy though he like he was great all season but i wonder
1: like is his size maybe an issue um name me an awesome lsu cornerback that hasn't worked out yeah true and those were all less miles guys though like, yeah, Greedy's I,
2: only played under under Ed
3: Orgeron, and I don't know that I trust Ed Orgeron for nothing. Yeah. It is funny, though. It's a like, reasonable point. I talked about this a little earlier, Gary, and I forget if this one you were on or not. I keep waiting with a couple of these positions and corners one of them for this inflection point because it's like everything you're saying about Greedy Williams is true. But at what point does he become a fantastic value? Like, he's a guy, if he would have gone somewhere, let's between, let's say, between picks 6 and 10, no one would have had, like, you know, no one would have been apoplectic about him going that high. Everyone would have been like, well, he was one of the top corners drafted, and they wanted a corner, and he has that grade. You know, he's a lot of people's top-rated corner. You know, it wouldn't have been like, no one would have been losing their mind over yeah, him you're, going you're right. that high. And here uh, he is still
2: so- there, so I keep... Guys that so, jumped in on, uh, on on Periscope and on YouTube, uh, Morris Claiborne did not work, uh, so so we got one <laughs> LSU guy, and uh, and then somebody said uh, Seattle shouldn't be allowed to draft in the first round, and Murphy missed most of his freshman year, uh, and that was with an injury, so that could have been why uh, Murphy is not, not gone yet. So so there's reasons behind this. Um, and yet, so McKinnon, one of our buddies, jumps in. To be fair, safeties and defensive backs are getting too hard to judge in college compared to other positions. Um, but it, so, and another guy, Caleb says, uh, "Yeah, Byron and Greedy are better, but hard not to pick the Thorpe Award winner at the end of the first round if you can get him." Speaking of Caleb,
0: Speaking of Caleb, Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle from Washington, goes to the Falcons at thirty-one. See again, I
2: just. It, no, Nobody can – all right, so you know how people do uh, bracket predictions for, like, the NCAA tournament? hmm Right. I, nobody I don't. Be, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> nobody will ever be able to hit an NFL draft from, like, picks 20 through 32. Like, those last 12 picks in a draft are impossible possible to figure out did, did anybody have
3: Caleb McGarry going anywhere in like the top 50 well I think this hammers home too. like Jawan Taylor is officially your big faller now yeah 100%. I mean, he, he should have gone a long time ago and it's like that he's the I'd say he's the only one and I feel like there is one every year that he's the only one where like I ha, like now I'm like what's up like why is he what like what don't we know you know what i mean i feel like there's always a guy like that every year and i mean with like with a guy like williams there's just like clearly there's just not a run on corners at all and that's the same reason baker slid that hard but but taylor i mean he got it's been what 10 15 picks since the alabama state guy jumped him and but, i'm uh, like
2: so so taylor was in in uh, Peter Schrager and Charles Davis's mock drafts, they had Jawan Taylor going number seven to yeah. the jack. Uh, um, let's see. Who else had uh, Jawan Taylor number 12 to Green Bay? That was uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, number seven. Oh, yeah. No, hold on. Uh, uh, Bucky Brooks over at NFL.com also had Jawan Taylor number seven.
3: So, Well, Sam, th- the answer to our question we were batting around is, who's the guy the Patriots will take at the last pick? And we all slap our heads and go, how the hell did the Patriots get that guy again?
1: Exactly. The leader, no the leader,
3: in, the, the leader in the clubhouse would be Jawan Taylor right yep. now. Yeah, that,
2: that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's buddies. Uh, Belichick is buddies with uh, with Dan Mullen. So, you know, it, well, he's buddies with basically everyone. Yeah, I mean, who, guy, who's right? he not buddies with right. except
1: for – It's, a... <laughs> it's Any, funny. Anybody who – like, he's buddies with, with – pretty much anyone who will who will accept him right or or, or the other way around right like it's, it's if you're it's, a football coach and bill belichick's is like hey want to hang out like you say yes
2: yeah there's nothing else that you can say there it's it is what it is so yeah i'm i'm with you uh i mean you can't say no to belichick because really you're just trying to get on on his staff really <laughs> like that way you can go get yourself an nfl head coaching job
1: it's it's is, is, is it weird, out with
2: weird? It, is it weird that anybody that that gets anywhere close to Belichick and Sean McVay end up with head coaching jobs? Have we had that discussion on here yet?
3: Not
0: yet, I, and like especially, I, especially funny, this year
2: with it's funny you, with you McVay. Said that.
3: I literally just remembered this morning oh, yeah, Zach Taylor's a head coach in the NFL now. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, he's a child. I don't – like, I still – like, I vividly remember him playing quarterback for Nebraska recently, like not a long time ago. Like, I feel like it just happened, and now he's a head yeah. coach. I know. I mean, there's no reason for
2: him to be a head coach. He did not go through the – um. I- he didn't put in the work, I don't think. Like he, he's not been around long enough to put in the work, right? Yeah, no. And then I don't. Cliff Kingsbury is a a failing college football coach that gets handed the Arizona Cardinals
0: job. That that's a that's a really bizarre hire. I mean, I don't understand that. And like, for... I, I have a diff- I have a different take there, and that's that
1: he groomed like. Four incredible college quarterbacks. Yeah, and, um, and didn't win with any of them. <laughs> exactly, uh, and, in in the Big Twelve. Like, like but, the, but the at defense. Texas, but at <laughs> Texas Tech, with like questionable staff around him, and I just I think the game in the NFL is different. That it, like if you can if you can effectively groom a quarterback, that it just it just changes the equation. You have you have so much more. Um, like, you are not limited in the way Texas Tech is, is limited in getting talent because of the salary cap and parity and everything else. And you have so many more resources at your disposal to hire other strong coaches, et cetera. You know, oh, like, whether or not he can be the CEO over over the Cardinals, uh, you know, in the head coach role and groom a quarterback, like, that remains to be seen. But, like, I can I can see why... I can see how you can discount what didn't go well at Texas Tech and still think that he could be successful in this role.
3: Let me let me just say, I know Gary right now that it's it's a lot of your people, a lot of SEC people. But let me just say for the Westlot Pirates contingent out there, and I'll just let this sit. I'll just let this sit. <laughs> when when you have a reputation for effectively grooming quarterbacks, a lot of sins can be washed away. <laughs> this is uh, this is a very good point. At, and I'll just let that sit. <laughs> and, uh, I'm,
2: I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the Broncos wish that there was somebody that they could hire to uh, to groom a quarterback, you know, like a like, I don't know, John Elway oh, or like, like Gary Kubiak. Yeah, Kubiak yeah, or, is, or, is you know, any of those guys would be fine. That uh, just happened to be in the damn
0: office. So and yet he, can't find a quarterback to save their life. So he, here's a theory that I've I've kind of been, you know, bowling over in, in there, there's, it kind of goes a few places. You know, the best players don't necessarily make the best coaches or the best general managers because, you know, they played at such a high level, and for them to evaluate other people, they, they only have themselves to compare Basically, them to. Basically, everybody else sucks. Right. right. And, like, you know, <laughs> th- there's a reason that Wayne Gretzky couldn't coach. Like, he coached the Arizona Coyotes for a little while, and it was it was terrible because, you know, he's the best hockey player of all time, and uh, oh, the Pats take Nikhil Harry. Oh, there you go. That's interesting. That uh, that's not I what I expected. What, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's
3: just like, I, it, I I just feel like Belichick is just sitting and he's being like, "Where's the value?" I mean, all these receivers. I mean, Nikhil Harry. It's it's the same as like some of these corners and things like that. It's like. If Nikhil Harry, if Gruden takes Nikhil Harry <laughs> in the top half of the first round, everyone's like, eh, well, I guess, you know, he wanted a wide receiver. So at 32, you can't hate the value. But, I mean, that's the thing. I guess. I, it's it's like, going it- to be, tomorrow's <laughs> going to be a fun day. A lot of guys with a lot of potential first round buzz are still going to be on the board tomorrow. But I don't know so- if part of that is just because it's like a week overall round, you know, draft or what. We uh, so we only got two wide receivers in the first round. Is yeah. that right? Yeah.
0: And so and we got one ends. running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers, one running back. And Marquise Brown is really going to play backup
3: quarterback for the Ravens. So it's really one wide receiver. <laughs> <It's>,
1: he's he's <laughs> working on his
3: he's working on his ten yard passes right now. His pocket <laughs> mobility. Let's see.
2: All we, right, were, so. we
1: were, uh, at least on the Westlap Pirates uh, f- front, we were in love with the Lamar Jackson pick last year. Um, I'm, I'm still – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Good, uh, but uh, like all three of you were in love with that pick? Yeah. With the, with the idea to trade back into the first round and get him, like, at the end the way they did, like, we just – we thought that was spectacular. Especially juxtaposed against the Buffalo Bills taking Josh Allen third overall. Well, no, they took him, like, what, It was, like, overall? seventh, yeah. Or seventh, yeah, yeah. sorry. It felt um, like third. Yeah, it, it really
2: did. And I, I will admit that the, the Bills absolutely reached on that one. That Maybe not as much as reaching for Daniel Jones at six, but, <laughs> uh, but 32. Like, Lamar Jackson, to me, cannot play quarterback in the NFL. And I have been spouting that. Like, I told Chris that it was asinine that people would think it's wrong to ask him to try like and run routes or do something other than play quarterback because he is a superb athlete. But when you put him up against a good defense and a good scheme, he they, they are going to be able to figure you out. And I think the same thing happens this year. Last year, uh, they get him in. They don't really – like they run him like crazy – but you guys understand. You watch the NFL. You know that uh, you're not going to be able to run on teams forever. This is like the Vince Young thing, right? Vince Young was great for a year, and and then everybody had tape on him and they figured him out. So
1: my well, my, and, and my, and then my problem, problem is you get hurt too. Yeah, yeah, until he gets hurt for sure. Like I, so oh. my my problem is that the Ravens went into the season with Joe Flacco as their starter, and Lamar Jackson did not get <laughs> reps. He did not get a chance to practice or, you know, work, work in a way like he had to take over midstream as a, as a brand new rookie. And I'm not surprised at all that he struggled to throw in the NFL at the same time. He threw for over 3,500 yards, uh, his, his sophomore junior season in, in college. Like I'm confident he can do it. The question to me is if they're going to scheme him in the right way and if he can stay healthy. Um, because he, he takes too many hits. Um, and, and like, so the player we saw last year, yeah. Draft like trading back up into the first round to get him. That doesn't really make sense. I don't think he was set up to succeed in the right way and he still might not. But, um, it just, it like, th- again, they went into the season expecting Joe Flacco to be their starter. And I'm sorry, Sam. I know yeah. you I know your Broncos traded for him. I think they're crazy to do it. <laughs> I mean, Can't, like he's no different than Case Keenum, but um may, and maybe worse. And I was going to no, say, there he's might be some magic. Case, you know.
2: there, there, might be magic left in Joe Flacco. You never know. Like he, he could still throw the football. It, it just sometimes you didn't know where it was going. Yeah, and like, but
0: like he's still got some zip on it. And Keenum has a pop gun for an arm. Like Keenum could not get the ball down the field. Um, yeah, and you know, when I was looking at the at this draft, you know, at the quarterbacks there. I was like, okay, if Denver takes Haskins at 10, I'm okay with it. But I didn't love – I mean, Kyler Murray was not dropping to 10, and I don't love Daniel Jones, and I don't love Drew Locke. So, yeah, I was – you know, I'm just as happy to for the Broncos not to take a quarterback this year. If they suck this year, we can come back next year and, you know, see what we can't do about uh, getting in the two of sweepstakes. If, like, it doesn't work out – with Flacco this year, and it ends up being another lost season. I, the quarterbacks next year are just better than the quarterbacks this year, and you know Denver's with Justin good- Herbert, and because there's no way that
2: that Denver is bad enough to draft number one to get Tua. Like there, it's not going to be a tank for Tua, thing. No, I, I, uh, there's I don't too think much so. Talent on the team, um, but I, I could absolutely see him taking Justin Herbert. Sure, absolutely, and, and, I, and then but you got to wait two years
0: before you can get to uh, uh, Trevor, you know. Yeah, I, I know um, Elway had been talking with Justin Herbert quite a bit, you know, even leading up to when Herbert decided to come back. So when you know, Herbert didn't come out, I, I know uh, there was a lot of people in the Broncos front office are like, "Oh shucks," because I, I think that what might have been the move if, he, if he'd have been there at ten. What,
2: one of one of our buddies jumped in. He said, uh, "Still can't fathom Daniel Jones being picked that high." uh sneaky quarterback in the draft I still say is Jarrett Stidham. Uh, okay. but but okay McKinnon McKinnon is an Auburn fan so I'm not giving that any
3: credence whatsoever yeah. I still, <laughs> there's no
2: credibility there
3: I still to me it's for quarterbacks I still come back to Will Greer because I feel like at what at least like two three guys are going to go off the board before Greer does and I don't I mean as long as we're taking guys who have like as long as we're taking guys sixth overall, based on them having cannons for arms and being like, and being, hey, and being a David
0: Cutcliffe uh, project,
3: right? I would, I think, I'd rather have Greer in like the the mid to late second or third round than Daniel Jones sixth overall. Partly because I think Greer just may straight up be better than Jones. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of college uh, yes. football, yeah. yes. So I'm like, I don't so. I don't know. I don't quite get that, um, but I don't know. We If Clayton Thorson's going to get drafted in any kind of respectable way, we need a real run on quarterbacks to happen tomorrow, so I'm hoping some, some big names start coming off the board. Well, it,
2: now, now, to be honest, uh, so I'm looking at NFL.com, and their, uh, their draft prospects, like where they've got the, the grades out next to them, as far as quarterbacks go, Kyler was one, Dwayne Haskins was two, Drew Locke was three. Daniel Jones was four, and then they've got Finley, Stidham, Greer, and then Thorson.
1: Yeah, I, fin, Finley's the interesting one to me amongst, like, the Greer, Finley, Stidham range. Um, and I just, like, how, how Daniel Jones isn't stuck in that situation, like, in that kind of middle middle ground is, is baffling. And I, I really think it's all about David Cutcliffe and who he's been talking to and... And, and really, how much he's been talking yeah. to the Giants, and
3: he's been talking to Archie Manning. We've been over this.
2: but
1: yeah. cool. and, and they've all got
3: blackmail
2: on on Pat Shermer and and Dave Gettleman. Absolutely. Well, uh, and our how, buddy,
1: st- how stunningly Matt- similar Jones looks to Eli Manning. Like there was the the tweet earlier that he could play yeah. Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning. Like <laughs> it's so good. it's it's really absurd. Um, it's just a perfect I, handoff. I mean, the the thing about quarterback is you spend a first round pick on a quarterback because it's so important to your franchise. And if there's somebody with, you know, really good talent that maybe has some, some question marks, you still go for it. Right. Because the upside is, is so good, but not, not if it's not the right guy, right? right? Like wait till the third round and see what happens. Um, That's
2: what the Seahawks did with, uh, with Russell Wilson. Right. Like, okay. He, he doesn't, he's not stereotypical. Like he's not the prototypical NFL quarterback. But he's, like, we think he tested out well. Like, let's give him a shot. And he he wins the job from, uh, who was that, Matt? uh, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, yeah, who they paid a just ridiculous ransom note. Boatloads of cash. Uh, Matthew Miller jumps in on YouTube. He said, I agree as a Broncos fan. Hey, I'm a Broncos fan. fan. (laughs) Uh, It was either Haskins or I did not want a quarterback in the first. Uh, Fant is a great pick because Flacco loves to target tight ends. Ryan Finley is the sneaky pick here.
1: I that I think that's true. Like to me, like to me, he's the best quarterback probably left. Um, no, I he, I, was re- I he was really prolific at NC State. He's got a lot of measurables. You know, he's maybe not very proven in that he hasn't played in a lot of big games or showed up in a lot of big games. But um, I like him better than certainly better than Stidham, probably better than Greer, who. Like I don't know, Greer seemed to peak in his sophomore
0: season, and maybe injuries was was a factor there. But so here, here's here's the thing though. Like I I think the it, best the best quarterback on the board right now is Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah,
2: probably true. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Hey, did true. y'all see the uh, the tweet that the Cardinals sent out like back in February? That was like uh, uh, Josh is our guy. Like it, y'all, you want to. You want to talk about different scenarios and whatnot, but Josh is our guy. And then they come out and draft Kyler Murray. <laughs> like, well, anytime why, why are you anytime that?
3: anytime that he's our guy, that's like when the St. John's athletic director was like Chris Mullen is our basketball coach. And it's like if you're later, looking for a vote of confidence <laughs> and the vote of confidence you get is literally he is the person who does the job right now for us. That's probably not a good sign. Yeah, like, how do you feel right. about Josh
1: Rosen? Well, he's a quarterback on our football team. Right. <laughs> <Great>. The Bears <laughs> invited Mike Glennon to their draft party the year they picked Mitch Trubisky. Oh, oh that's, yeah. right. I remember that. that's right. It doesn't get more brutal than that mike glennon is the name i was trying to
3: remember if you're looking for an argument against ryan finley mike that's, glennon is your that's argument one of
1: uh that's one of chris's absolute favorite players <laughs> <laughs> well so, i'm just suggesting just, that you just spend fun. i'm just suggesting you spend a third round pick on on uh finley i'm not suggesting that you give him a 10 million dollar contract oh uh, he he won't be there in the
2: third he'll, he'll be there in the second he's uh so far as quarterbacks go, the only one that's left that's uh, that's rated higher than him is Drew Locke. And Locke will probably go
3: uh, within the first three or four picks, I would imagine. It's funny. If you look at all the quarterbacks, there's kind of like a pivot point at Clayton Thorson, basically, where Thorson represents, you know, at least to scouts, the low the low end of the guy who's, quote, built like an NFL quarterback.
2: Oh, and the then, next one and then after, on
3: NFL.com is Manny Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah.
3: That, that, I'm talking about the next one after Clayton. Like, well, that's what, well, that's what I mean. Like, after Clayton, it gets really fun. Like, the stash, Gardner Minshew's down there. Trace McSorley is down there. Which, it, like, to me, that's a funny one only because, like, Trace McSorley is kind of like homeless man's Baker Mayfield. So I'm okay. kind of like. 100%. So I'm like. Just, just without the, accuracy. In the In the sixth or the seventh round or something like that? Like, sure, I'll take Trace McSorley. and yeah, then I'll like take a flyer on that. And then Easton Stick, who, what, is like 40-0 <laughs> and 0 or whatever he was. I don't even know. Like, Jalen Hurts he like is looking ass? at Easton Stick. Jalen Hurts is looking at Easton Stick's win loss record and being like, "Dang, he won a lot of football games." <laughs>
2: I think he threw an average of three passes a game. It's it's, it's not hard to win when you got something built like that. Uh, it's, it's, as far it's, as it's, prospects go that that had first round grades, um, the number nine overall graded prospect was Jawan Taylor. Uh, I, so
3: I, the, that one's wild.
1: Yeah, so DK I,
2: Metcalf is 11. Uh, let's see, Greedy Williams is uh, 18. Um, let's see, who else we got left on here? 21, 22. Paris Campbell, wide receiver from Ohio State, is 22. Really? Uh, yeah, A.J. Brown is 25. Uh, Cody Ford, guard out of Oklahoma, is 27. Dalton Risner from Kansas State is twenty nine, uh, Eric McCoy, center from Texas A and M, is thirty. Drew Lock, thirty one. Debo Samuel, thirty two. Byron Murphy, thirty three.
3: Uh, some of these are, are a little surprising. Uh, Sav- Dal- Dalton Risner, by the way, Dalton Risner was a two star recruit. Which, when you're a Northwestern fan and your school has just hired a brand new offensive line coach, these are the kind of things you try to you try to give tell yourself to give yourself hope for the future it can be done. Two-star offensive line recruits can be molded into <laughs>
0: top NFL guys. So a, a buddy of mine is a Florida fan, Florida grad and, and I was just texting with him about uh Juan Taylor and uh he said that Taylor's had health issues all season and like wasn't actually all that good up until this past year. So, you know, if if those health issues may be poking their heads up, I'm just speculating completely here. I'm just trying to figure out why a guy who had been mocked at as high as number seven to Jacksonville, could potentially be there at 38 for Jacksonville in the second round. That's uh, that's kind of crazy.
2: So uh, YouTube jumps in again, Matthew Miller again. Uh, he wants to know who we think won the first round. But before we get to that, McKinnon jumped back in. He said, as much as I love Stidham, he proved this past year, if he doesn't have a good offensive line, he does not play well. Ryan Finley is the best pro-style quarterback left. Locke has the strongest arm but sees the least amount of field. Greer has way too many inconsistencies. And everyone else left has potential to be good backups like Matt Schaub. It isn't a good – or sorry, this isn't a great quarterback class. I agree with all that. For sure. I think all of that – like Greer does have some inconsistencies. I also think that Greer can throw the hell out of the football. And he runs the type of system that a lot of these teams are wanting to run now. Like, isn't that the biggest thing? Everybody wants to run the the air raid or, like, some super spread kind of, you know, RPO is is the key word that everybody wants to run now. And Greer knows how to do all of this.
3: Right. And, I mean, like, there's something to be said, too. I know it's sort of like an old-school viewpoint of just, like, putting a team on your back and carrying them. Only just, once again, to juxtapose with Daniel Jones, who, like, David Cutcliffe, put a system in that we, I mean, like we watched Duke play Northwestern several times. Like he's a system quarterback. Like, it's not like he was out there being like, all right, everyone climb on board the Daniel Jones train. I'm leading. like Duke won with defense. And then if you juxtapose that to Greer, where it's just like, I'm going to throw for 500 yards and we'll just see if we can win 40 to 40, you know,
1: 41 to 40. Not um, only was he a system quarterback, it was an rpo system that the right. new york giant the new york giants sure as shit aren't going to be running next year right, right. <laughs> yeah uh. you're
2: probably right uh, as far as uh, who do you guys think won the first round uh, i mean do we do we go
0: raiders because they had more picks than everybody i mean or... the, the giants had three first round picks as well um, they clearly did not win i nope. don't know yeah no that's that's their way i'll, out.
1: So, I'll throw this out i think um I really liked the Josh Allen. Yeah, like, I was, I, was, I, I, was joined, I was I was going, going there too. I was one.
0: going there too.
2: That's yeah, getting Josh Allen at 7 was an absolute steal. They've already got Nick Foles. Uh their defense, you know, needed a little shoring up. They needed a, a, a edge rusher and Josh Allen I think is the best one in the draft.
3: I so the interesting one for me is Arizona's first round is not done yet because it comes down to what they get out of Rosen. Right. So I kind of was wondering right off the bat. I mean, I I
1: mean, it it could be, don't they lose leverage by not like, wouldn't it have been better for them to trade it before they made the pick though? Or in the immediate aftermath,
3: that's kind of what I was curious to see. I was like, okay, are the phones lighting on fire right now? It doesn't seem like they were. But I was wondering how many of these teams that are interested in a quarterback would, I mean, to you guys' point from earlier, would rather have Rosen. Um, And I still feel like, you know, we've got all the way between now until the start of the second round, where if anyone is looking at taking a quarterback, they could always trade for Rosen. So it's kind of like... I mean, a lot of people were talking, well, there's nothing better than having a couple of young quarterbacks on those contracts, which is true. They still got Rosen on one of those contracts. But it's like what if they can get picks for him and get something legit out of the trade, then, you know, I mean, they've already got Murray. So it could end up being a really sweet round for them. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of like putting a pin like I really find it hard to believe they're not going to try to deal him like as soon as they possibly can.
1: I'm sure they are. I just think they missed. I think they missed their window. Like if I'm if I'm the Arizona GM and I'm on the phone with New York or Washington or whome- whomever, like before the draft, I'm saying, hey, look, you know, John Gruden's going to trade me 24 and 27 or or, or number four and number 27, um, so that he can pick Kyler Murray. I'm happy to take you know this bounty of picks and keep Rosen on my team. If you want him, you got to make it worth my while they've lost that leverage now. I just, I, I think at best they're going to get, you know, a third or fourth round pick, which I mean, maybe that's the right, maybe that's value on the dollar, all things considered at this stage, but it feels like they could have gotten more for him earlier on. I don't well, know. The, I, it the, don't... Next,
2: the next team that needs a quarterback is the, uh, the Miami dolphins mm-hmm. and they don't pick until, uh, let's see, 16. Now I could also see Tampa Bay, maybe, maybe dipping their toes in, uh, in the quarterback field, right? Like, could you see Rosen backing up uh, Jameis? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I could, could see that. I could
1: see Rosen taking Jameis' starting
0: role. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I mean, I think Bruce Arians would absolutely love that, right? So it, it he fits what Bruce Arians loves to do. Uh, hell, he was at Arizona. So – I don't know. All right, so McKinnon jumps in. He said, the Cardinals have the next two weeks to get a good value for Rosen. After that, his stock falls considerably, and even though he's a great player, his mentality may never come back and destroy his career. Uh, Matthew Miller jumped back in. He said, the Patriots are going to swindle Arizona and get Rosen for pennies on the dollar.
1: <laughs> That's the truth right there.
2: Yeah. I, I
1: believe that. I could see Rosen being the uh, the backup in New England. Hey, they've Who already got the a quarterback that doesn't, quote, need money or need football at this stage, right? Right, who who is the backup in New England right now? Hoyer. It's
2: Ah Brian Hoyer. Uh, but no, no, they uh, they drafted uh, uh, Danny Etling last year in the seventh round, and so, yeah. they actually
0: kept him on the roster. So Brian Hoyer is the backup to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I, I do not hold Danny Etling in very high regard. <laughs> oh, I can
2: understand. You guys got to see him at Purdue.
0: Yeah, we and sure got, did. He yeah, wouldn't, yeah he wouldn't go well. Better at, a,
2: at, at You know what's crazy. Chris and I talked multiple times about this. Uh, if you look at QBR uh, and everything else, Danny Etling and Jalen Hurts had the exact same stats uh, in in Hurts' uh, uh, no sophomore year. So, like the year before this past one, they had the same numbers, same number of turnovers, same number of touchdowns, like all that. It was almost the exact same. And I mean, it just—I looking at the numbers and looking at how much people hold Jalen Hurts in such high regard. Nobody ever talked about Etling like that. <laughs> like it blew my mind.
3: That's I mean, because he was Danny Etling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, I guess I, I guess they're both six-two. I mean, Yeah, I mean, the
2: same size, you know, one place for a team that, you know, competed for a national championship. Uh, or no, I guess that year won it, although Hurts wasn't on the field when they won it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. McKinnon jumped back in. He said, perfect place for Rosen is New England. As long as he loses his attitude, uh, Bill would eat him alive. And I think that's probably true. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder, like, Rosen looks like he would fit in new england but i do wonder because he's
1: he's kind of smug are we sure he he has an attitude problem i just like i like i think people look back at like what he did as as you know whatever at ucla well that's the thing too is like is the bottom line is if he plays well on the field
3: because brady like brady doesn't even have like with the exception of gronk great brady's like lives on a separate planet from the rest of the Patriots right now. Like you have all these young guys come in every draft and then you have this like 40 something year old guy dating like, you know, not who's been married to the supermodel who like, I mean, I, it's just like a, he lives like on a total other planet. So it's like if, uh, You know, I mean, and it's not like Brady's not, like, a nice enough guy. I just think he has, like, nothing in common with everyone else on that team except that he just wins, so I don't know. But uh, I think the only people that he hangs out with are are
2: Gronk and Edelman, right? Yeah. And And, and Gronk's gone, so uh, do we have any idea who's going to replace Gronk? Gronk, eventually. You can't. You you can't. That that offense... Like, it doesn't work without having uh, a really
0: big tight end, right? Yeah, I mean, that. that's why Denver got Noah Fant is to be that Gronk replacement. I mean, or the Gronk adjacent
1: What the Patriots have been so good at doing for however long is adjusting, right? Like, they are—Belichick just seems to be a step ahead of the rest of the NFL in figuring out— you know, what is what is the thing that I'm going to do to counter what everybody's doing to counter what I'm already doing? Um, and, you know, maybe that's where the Nikhil Harry pick comes in in that he's looking at, hey, we're going to change our offense. We're going to get away from, like, we, we can't replace Gronk. We, there's, there's no player that we can put into that spot that can do all the things that he could do for us and, and create that versatility. So we're going to have to do something different. And maybe, you know, they take advantage of the fact, like, Brady's really good at getting the ball out super fast so they don't have to protect him for too long. Let's stock up on some super fast receivers and see if we can carve people up on the edges, open up some space in the middle for a running game. I don't know. like he, He's just going to figure something like that out, and that's going to be the way that they get around not having Gronk anymore.
2: And and Cruz will remain insufferable. <laughs> and he will, he will drive us all... Bonkers with the uh, with
1: all of his New England Patriots talk. I, I think <laughs> until Brady retires, like that's that's when you're really going to see something change in New England because, like, he's just so talented at reading a defense and and, and executing quickly. Um, I honestly, I think I think that's a lot of what Manning was really good at too. You know, those years in Denver, his arm was not what it was, right? No, nope. um, but. You would see him on every play adjusting the running back's position by like three inches, and then it would work. Like, I, like he just he had that mind, and that, I mean to me that's that's it's obvious when you when you say, oh, Belichick and Brady are smarter than everybody else, and it's just it's just true. Yeah, uh, Matt Miller jumps in. Dawson
2: Knox, a sleeper tight end pick, uh, typical New England player. I don't even know who
3: Dawson Knox is. Well, I was going to ask you, as long as we're talking about tight ends, about Irv Smith, um, only because there's a little bit of a tradition at Bama of they always have at least one tight end who is a monster recruit who just doesn't get touches. So I'm kind of like, you know. Irv Irv Smith is not built
2: the same way. Um, As like O.J. Howard, yeah. Yeah, O.J. was was big, you know. Irv Smith is is you know six like two hundred twenty pounds like he, he looks more like a wide receiver than a tight he just happened to play tight end so it, I think that's got a lot to do it because he's you know yeah he can block uh, the same way as a wide receiver could block so uh, you know there's not really I don't know man it's it's a strange <laughs> he I I love. Irv Smith, but I—he's I, not a tight end to me. Like yeah, he's he, super fast, but his his height and weight and everything, his build is not uh, it, is not a tight end. Like it, it, yeah, it, it helps him out as far as being drafted because like if he was listed as a, a wide receiver, like, he'd be way further down the board.
1: It's it's important. To, like Gronkowski was six six with incredible speed. An incredible strength slash size. So he could be your blocker, be your primary receiving threat, win on a 50-50 ball thrown up in the air. They, you cannot find a, 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 an individual player to replace all of those aspects. It's just not possible right now. The guy doesn't exist. Um Knox is, well, he, you he, know. His name uh, is Travis Kelsey. Yeah.
2: That's uh, no, yeah. That that's, Kelsey you're can't right. block like Gronk. No, but he's big enough too. Uh, all right, so yeah, Dawson Knox, Ole Miss tight end, six four, two fifty four. Didn't run the forty at the combine. Didn't do the broad jump. Didn't do sixty yard shuttle. But uh, he did sixteen reps on the bench press and has a thirty four and a half inch uh, vertical. Um, Irv Smith, six foot two, two hundred forty pounds. Uh, four six three forty, did nineteen bench press reps, uh thirty-two and a half vertical, one ten broad jump, blah, 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 blah. Uh I mean he he's fast and he can catch the ball. And Dawson Knox, like he he does look like looking at his picture, he <laughs> looks like a New England player. Like he's big old goofy looking white dude. <laughs> like he's he fits in perfect.
1: So yeah, I'm he's just, uh... he's just very unproven. He didn't you know, the the receivers at Ole Miss got a lot of the attention, so he didn't catch a lot of balls there. Um you know, maybe I you know Josh Oliver's the other one that, that is that kind of hits the top hundred from the ringers perspective. Uh San Jose State, six five, two fifty, um, big catch radius, athletic, uh he's kind of got versatility to line up in a lot of places. So I mean like like you can you can engineer a Quasi replacement for Gronk, but you, like, well, you're that, never going to get that, a
3: guy
2: like Gronk. That like, offense they they don't make change. TJ like T- yeah, T- Hawkinson, 6'5, 251. Yeah, he's who I thought would be the, the perfect guy, but they, he was never going to fall to him. A, a sneaky one that I could see New England taking maybe second, third round would be uh, Jace Sternberger, uh, Texas AM tight end. He's 6'4, 250. Uh, he runs a 4'7, 40. Like I, I could see that. Like his broad jump is ridiculous. It's like 113 inches. Uh, you know, it, it, his his vertical is like 31 and a half. It, he's he's a, a strong dude that that Jimbo Fisher was able to use a lot last year. I mean, he, he led the SEC in in tight ends receiving touchdowns. Um, that's you know that's that's what I'm thinking. I've got somebody asking any ideas as to where uh, Daryl Henderson goes. Uh, he's supposedly one of the best backs in the draft, certainly the best from Memphis in a while. Uh, so, of course, we got hometown people listening, which is always good. Uh, but I, as far as, like, running backs typically are not going to go off the board until, like, third, fourth round, especially, like, if he wins. It's
1: uh, crazy he, how much that's changed from, like, when I got into watching football, right, and it, like, the number one pick every year was was a running back. Um, it's amazing how much it's changed. So he's uh jacobs who already went david montgomery miles sanders daryl henderson they're all kind of like in that end of the second round top of the third round space from like a big board standpoint but until there's a run on running backs like
2: yeah it'll be third or fourth round somewhere around there and but i'm i'm amazed looking at the names on this list uh you've got damian harris uh, you know, you already mentioned David Montgomery and Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson. Love. Yeah, uh, Dexter Williams, Rodney Anderson, uh, Trevion Williams, Devin Singletary, Bryce Love. Like nobody has talked about Bryce Love or Justice Hill for that matter. Like or Miles Gaskin, who was absolutely insane. It does does it blow anybody's mind that Elijah Holyfield decided to come out after his junior year at, at Georgia?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not a great not a great move. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, like, they, they've got a big-time
2: running back coming in that uh, it, it, maybe he just saw the writing on the wall and was like, man, I better jump out now uh, while I got a chance. You know, it's, like it's, that's the only option, I guess.
3: It's funny to me to, to look at this running back board and uh, see LJ Scott way down at the bottom only because I feel like I almost Half of me wonders if L.J. Scott benefits from being the opposite of just about every other one of these guys. <laughs> Where L.J. Scott's like, hey, I'm out here, giant bowling ball, uh, if that's your thing. You know, like 10 years ago, I feel like I'm like, you know, high second round pick. Now I'm like struggling to get drafted. Um, I'm out here ready to just, like, tote the rock four yards a carry. And then all these other guys are like, I can catch it out of the backfield on third down. And everyone's like, "Mm mm-hmm, you're the guy. That's that's who we
2: want. Dude, Benny Snell is, like, number 22 on running backs. Like, you got uh, Mike Weber from Ohio State. You got uh, James Williams from Washington State. Jordan Scarlett from Florida. Uh, Nick Brissett from LSU. Like this is absolutely crazy. Uh, I got somebody asking who is the most surprising player to still be available for you guys?
0: That that's probably going to be Taylor, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, it, although like, it, it unless, like unless getting, the injury, yeah. unless his injuries are actual are an actual thing, um, I think for right, me, so if, I think if if for we, me, it's greedy. Yeah. Okay, I was I was going to say if it's not Taylor, if we're if we're taking
2: him off the list, uh, it's it's got to be it's got to be Greedy Williams, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm also he, he because,
2: came out early, and yeah, go ahead.
0: Go no, ahead. I was gonna say I'm also a little surprised someone didn't uh, jump back into the first round to take Locke just to get that extra year on the on the contract. I mean, do I think Locke is a first round talent? No, but I think someone you know w- would have wanted that extra year uh, on that on that contract. So little little and, surprised and, that, and, that that and didn't happen. And
1: everyone
0: thought four QBs were going to the first round. Yeah.
1: Like he was a oh, consensus yeah. first-round pick.
3: Yeah, I you know the, going back to Taylor, the interesting thing about me, not so much about Taylor, is the idea that okay, so you have all these people doing mocks, right? And a lot of the mocks, at least the informed ones, are based on communication with the teams, or we think this team thinks this about this player, et cetera, et cetera. But very little communication comes out, right? And I think one of the things in his case, right a lot of people must have had him as an injury red flag and that a lot of the mocks just weren't able to account for the fact that maybe, like, you go to a team and a team's not going to tell you, look, we don't have this guy on our board because we think he's a red flag for an injury. Like, they're just not going to give you that information. And maybe that's how a guy like that, if that is what the deal is with him, that's how a guy like that ends up falling really far because like all these people who are mocking and being like, well, we think they want to tackle and we think this guy graded out as high as everyone. Whereas like the team is like, well, on our, on our board, he's a stay away, but we're not certainly not telegraphing that to anybody. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason just because if it's not that we don't have any other reason why he's falling.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the only thing. Uh, And, and other teams are are wanting to stay off of him as well, you know, because everybody is, is, Everybody expected him to go to Jacksonville, and maybe if they can still get him at, like, 38 38. 38. or whatever it was, um, if they can still get him at 38, like, I I would be surprised if they let him drop further than that. Uh, But, I mean, we'll see. I I got somebody jumping in saying, uh, by the way, I hope you all continue this the next couple of days or at least do a summary afterwards. Love the WLP and WCE team up. Uh, so it, awesome. if we can't Thanks, do y'all. it on Friday, if we don't do it Friday or uh, or Saturday, maybe we do. Uh, maybe we do a recap uh, Sunday or or sometime next week.
1: Especially yeah. now that we've got the tech the tech figured
0: out. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome.
2: It, yeah, the the tech was the the biggest. It's, I I feel so ridiculous, and yet so relieved that this thing is now working. They <laughs> <laughs> figured it out, man. It's Good on uh, you, Gary. It, it blows them I've I've been running the show a certain way since January. And, you know, I use a USB mic, and it's just set up in my office, and all I do is plug in the USB, and it's it's very automated, but I don't talk to anybody else. And we have had these interfaces set up for three years now, and everything was installed and all this, but, uh, but now that I'm thinking about it, looking back, it, it had all, all these Windows updates and all this done to it. And I'm guessing the old driver didn't work work with the windows update so it had to update the driver which took like 2 hours how long did you and I like we you three and us like we sat on here for over an hour before
0: we even like recorded the pod right <laughs> yeah so i right <laughs> yeah. now right now i'm sitting on uh, 2 hours and 47 minutes of recording that uh, not all of that's going to go up but for for those <laughs> for those of you watching on the stream who do want to kind of jump in as we kind of started officially recording, right around pick number twenty? Uh, that's I think good. you should just upload the entire thing, uh, the whole thing. We can do that. Oh god! The whole thing. Oh, god. Just, just upload all of it. <laughs> let people listen to it at like
2: you know, listen to it at two x or whatever it is. Three hour and, pod. Oh, well, oh boy! Well, and just, listen to the. I'm like disaster. going
3: back through. I'm being like, I, I'm trying to think back and being like. If I want to run for political office someday 10, 15 years from now, what <laughs> was said in the first half
1: before we went live? J- John, just don't travel to the state of Mississippi, that's all. Yeah, you'll, you'll be fine if you don't do that. Everything uh, else will be fine. Just, I mean, just for you know, background on this. Like, Sam, John, and I have been have been recording our qu- quote unquote live draft pod for probably three or
0: four years now. No, and we, we've been doing it for longer than that. Is it longer than that? I think, well, it's, I it's, think it's, since we started the pod. I mean, we did it real early on. It's always nonsense. Where
1: it's it's it, like imagine the three of us are are sitting in a room watching. draft and just talking about it and reacting to it except that we're not in the room with each other
0: well for (laughs) for a while I, i used to go over to john's house um and we would be sitting in the room and have you dialed in so i mean the two of us were were in the room together but now um that's obviously not the case I but always it, got, but, but yeah. it always ends up being a, sh- a bit of a shit show. Oh yeah,
1: we fully will, accept and uh, to and be but fair, so does
2: the NFL draft. Yeah, no, every that's... year True. the NFL True. draft is a shit show. Right. So and, and Chris and I have always done a uh, a recap of it. Uh, we never did it live because God bless, it takes forever to get through the first round. Yeah, and 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 then of course the other ones take forever as well, and it's so tough in the second through seventh rounds to be able to react to things as they go on. Um, it can be a little, you know, it, trying to get caught up and talk about each one. I still don't know how ESPN and all these guys actually do Well, I know how they do it. Hours they, and they
0: hours and hours of research and many, many people doing the research for them. You know, well, yeah, that and, being and their jobs. They,
2: they don't actually talk about the picks when they come in. They just get to them whenever they can get to them.
0: Well, after the like first round yeah no it's they're all like it's all other stories and, and except when like some big name pops up here and there that's, that, that's I like, got
2: somebody I got somebody that jumped in and he said uh one the first one said how soon do you think Haskin plays and then another guy said go Pats we got a stud at wide receiver <laughs> <laughs> that, so, like did you so by, right my, my,
3: my question to you is what fake handle did Chris make up so that he could? Text? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be it, right? <laughs> I, I haven't, has Chris actually
2: texted back in? Uh, Is he, he's, he, so, he's if done for those little, that don't know, bit we, of we have a we have a group chat that we uh, that, that we have started. When did we start this? Uh, back in football season, be- like, be- right 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 beginning before, of football I,
3: season. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah,
2: and it's and it's just our two podcasts talking absolute nonsense all the time. <laughs> uh and it's it, I I have to mute it because like it sometimes <laughs> when this thing gets going it is impossible <laughs> to keep up with or uh to hear anything other than your phone when it starts. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so Chris has been jumping in here and there and he uh yeah, he he jumps in he's like yeah, not a bad pick. Like he For those that are just joining, Chris went to the movies tonight uh rather than watch the nfl draft chris was the first one when when we brought up doing this together chris said hell yeah that's a great idea we should do that and then the next week when we were like all right so what are the plans when are we gonna start what are we gonna do chris goes oh yeah by the way uh I got Avengers tickets so I'm not going to be able to do it.
1: That's almost as bad as uh <laughs> having planned a bachelorette, bachelorette party for this weekend in Nashville. That's a, <laughs> yeah, you saw the tweet I sent out, right?
2: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, people get down there and don't know what's going on. So they're and, and to be fair,
3: like it was going to rain on them anyway. So at, at least they had a party to go to. To anyone who's ever been in a bar and then suddenly a bachelorette party showed up in the bar, it's just that little moment of karma. That's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: all I'm saying.
3: It's uh,
1: but, but in Nashville, it's like nine bachelorette parties show up in the bar.
2: Right. Oh, and it's every bar. Yeah, every bar. I mean, right. that, that is the bachelorette capital of the world. So did you guys see the uh, the
0: Godzilla commercial that came on? Yeah.
2: Y'all know there's a Godzilla movie coming out. Yeah,
0: it's a, the <laughs> sequel to the one they did a few years back. Um, How did I, this? Looked badass. It had a uh, it had Tywin Lannister in it. Yep and it had uh,
2: Eleven from uh, from Stranger Things. Uh huh. Like, can they still get these actors and,
0: uh, and actresses for like cheap? Is that why they did this? No, I mean it, it's a this is big budget. I mean they they dropped a lot of money in, uh, into this, and you know the the one that they had a few years ago um how was it no it was uh aaron taylor johnson or it was the, the elizabeth olsen was in it uh aaron taylor johnson i think uh they, they played the the twins in avengers 2 they were both in it as kind of the leads um I brian I Cranston fe- was in it i think for a little bit that's, that's oh right, i do correct. i do remember that yeah
3: i just feel like by the end of it Godzilla was really close to becoming like our guy. And I feel like by the end of the movie, they were like really close to just like spray painting an American flag on the side of Godzilla. Yeah. And I, I think they, <laughs> I feel like this movie is just going to be the culmination of that. It's going to be like, like Godzilla. He like, he's going to come out. They're going to play like proud to be an American and he's going to kick the crap out of Mothra. It's going to be like incredible
1: guys. I don't mean to like kick a dead horse. Um, but I'd like to read a tweet for for y'all from uh, Pat, <laughs> Pat Leonard, whoever that is. He says, Dave Gettleman said this doesn't mean Eli Manning in 2020 is out of the question. In fact, said they could be the Green Bay model, meaning he may have taken a franchise QB at six in the draft to sit him for three years. Doesn't rule that out. <laughs> yes. Hashtag giants.
2: Oh, boy. That's. Uh, yeah, that's. That's about uh, it, the most Giants thing that you can do. Oh,
3: that, that doesn't works. really work. That doesn't really work though, because the Giants are going to have to sink more money into Daniel Jones than the Green Bay had to sink
0: into Aaron Rodgers for that time frame. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Twenty
1: fourth significantly...
0: versus sixth. Um, with, I think with so. A, with a different uh, pay scale too. Yeah.
2: Well, um, see, this this makes a lot more sense if you take him at seventeen, right? Yeah. Like at, at that point, you can do whatever the hell you want to with him. It's but a, if you take him at six, like it, there's nothing else that you can do. Like yeah. you have to play him.
1: I I'll well, be honest, like him. I I would have <laughs> been so I, I really I really don't like the Giants. Um I have some very palpable Minnesota Vikings memories um at the hands of the Giants. I like I I, I don't like them for many, many reasons. And going into this draft, I wanted nothing more than for them to draft Daniel Jones. Even if they had done it at seventeen, I, I still don't like the pick. I don't like the player, um, but it would be at least like marginally defensible. When they picked him at six, I was I was euphoric. Uh, <laughs> it was it's the happiest thing that happened in this draft by far, from my perspective, and I'll probably be talking about it for the next six weeks. I can only imagine
3: what it's like, just New York, where like. The New York Jets are like, hey, check out these North Texas unis, and then Gettleman's just like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, it got somebody said, how about Mississippi State having
2: three first-rounders? Uh, he said that's big for us considering our past. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that just – uh, so I did text in and, and tell the guys when I was having my computer issues uh, that it just lets me know exactly – how much of a schmuck Joe Moorhead is for going eight and five with this Mississippi state team had Dan Mullen stuck around. I think this team goes at least 10 and three and, and maybe a little better because this was going to be the best year in Mississippi state history. And it, it was not close to that.
0: I mean, I QB issues though. Yeah. QB issues, complete cha- uh, but change. That's, in that's all on
2: Moorhead. That is all on more because the the best coaches take what they have and they mold a scheme around that quarterback. They kept trying to get Fitzgerald to throw the football, and everybody in the free world knows that Fitzgerald cannot throw the football. So it, all you got to do is come up with a different plan. Somebody do, run the triple option. I don't care. Like find a way to make that dude less of a liability to where he's not throwing the ball to the wrong color jerseys. And you got 10 wins. I mean, they, they had several, they, there were at least two games that I know of that they would have won. Had they just kicked another field goal? Like it blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. um, do we want to do like a a quick recap? Because I am gonna get a I'm gonna have to get out of here at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Like we're, we're gonna, gonna go to work in the morning. We are.
3: Let's let's try to put some sort of pin in this. Exactly, we all let's, to uh,
2: here. We'll go through all 32, and all I want is, is somebody to toss in like a sentence. You know, so so Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, number one
0: quarterback out of Oklahoma. What do you got? And he's, he's got the potential to be really, really good if he can stay healthy. And if he can learn to play like Russell Wilson in the pocket or and not get hit, you know, he, he could be really, really good. Especially under Kingsbury. I think that was a good pick for Kingsbury. Uh, I don't necessarily
2: like the guy. Uh, I don't think he's going to be great. But I think he could be really good in that system. Uh, number 2 49ers Nick Bosa defensive end Ohio State only played 3 games last year sat out to uh to prep for the NFL draft. Uh what do you all
3: think? I feel like we talk about him less than anybody else and he might be the best guy in this draft. Um <laughs> he's I mean he's he's filthy. He's a, when he's healthy he's just a ridiculous. He is, he's just like his brother. He's he's unblockable um off the end when I, he's I like gone. how you
2: said when he's healthy
3: yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the that's biggest thing. thing, right? Three
2: games is three games, but, uh, well, and, but and his brother's been hurt a, a ton, so yeah, right. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. That's the only thing I think he's got potential to be a bust, if only because I don't know that he can stay healthy. Like I think maybe their bodies are built to break down, but that that might just be me. Like yeah. I, I might be the only one thinking that. Uh, Jets take Keenan Williams, Quinton Williams, however you want to say his name, defensive tackle, Alabama, at number three. Uh... I mean that's that I think that was a reasonable pick and good pick and everything else for the jets. I don't know what else they would have done there right could have
1: gone one to two picks higher
3: uh, I agree with that yeah he's i I love someone someone that referred to him as what like a three hundred plus pound bar of soap, which is incredible <laughs> that's an incredible <laughs> that's description uh that's that sounds
2: perfect so yeah yeah he'll he'll cause havoc for uh for the jets i I think that was about as good as they could hope for. The Raiders, uh, they take Cleveland Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson, at number
3: four, a uh, bit of a reach maybe. But not as stupid as we thought Gruden would be. Yeah, yeah. great. I mean, the player's fine. I just feel like they could have got him later. But, I mean, you can't hate the player. He's a good player. Yeah, no, he's, he's
2: definitely good. And and the fact that the Raiders didn't have another pick until 24, um, yeah, I, I could understand taking him at four if, if they thought he was the guy. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks number five. They took Devin White, linebacker out of LSU. He's a stud. Absolute stud. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I-, I thought maybe Josh Allen would go there. Uh, but Devin White doesn't surprise me in the slightest because he is of the world.
3: Josh like, Allen did go at six, though.
2: Nope, the, other, the,
3: other Josh, the other Josh Allen. Oh, the wrong <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> they, ran it, they ran it back. How can we get a new Josh Allen, said New York. <laughs> that's uh, that's exactly
2: what they did. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody jumped in on YouTube said they should have taken Sweat instead of Feral.
3: Uh, y'all agree with that?
2: Like, uh, onto Sweat?
3: Yeah. Fl- that would have been a major league reach. Big but it shows you, like, if, if like they would have taken Sweat, I feel like people would have had the same kind of reaction as when they took Feral. A lot of these guys were jammed together Yeah, and uh, and see. are getting flip-flopped.
1: I keep going back to the ringer just because I trust them the most, and they had both those guys in the top ten. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Both those guys, like Farrell and Sweat? Yep. They had Farrell at six. They had Sweat at eight in terms of their in terms of their, their, their big board, not their mock draft. So in Yay, terms of, like, man, their man. their overall player rating, they had um, Farrell at, at six. And then uh, – oh, I'm sorry. They had Sweat at 12. They had Sweat at 12.
0: Okay. So I like
1: I, that would have been fine to me. I don't. I, I that probably that you're. It's a pretty fine grain between those players, probably. Uh, number
2: six, Giants, Daniel Jones, quarterback from Duke. <laughs> Send in the clowns, baby. That's, uh, is there anything else that we could possibly say about this that we have not already? <laughs> I, I don't know that there is anything else to say. Yeah, that's uh, as... this was asinine this was ridiculous this
0: uh, is hilarious. It was hilarious
2: yes i mean there this is. made the entire draft because it, before we even got on the skype call uh we were already talking about how much uh, we were going to have to talk about because of daniel
3: jones i just let's just all wait for tomorrow's new york post headlines i'm sure they're going to be <laughs> special oh lord it, it, the most fun i had was it, so you
2: have some giants fans that don't have any idea what's going on that are in nashville and they're just excited because they picked somebody right uh but then you've got the other ones that you can tell are like
3: the diehards and you had one guy that was just like what the hell like like he can't throw or something like that i was like oh this is great they quickly like cut away
1: fantastic if only Uh, that pick had been made in madison square garden
2: Oh, oh my lord that would have been fantastic uh, I wish we could have seen some of the the giant because you know every team has draft parties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I could have seen the reaction in New York. So uh, number seven, Jaguars take Josh Allen. We uh, I think we all agreed that that was the uh, great the winners pick. of the first yeah. Yeah. draft. first yeah. rounders.
3: I mean, so. based on everything you said about Bosa, Bosa may end up easily being the best pass rusher. There's also a really clear path to Josh Allen being the best edge rusher in this draft, I yeah. mean, by by far. it could. I mean, if Bosa gets hurt, Allen's the man. It's just that simple. I mean, and at seven, that's a steal. Absolutely. Lions, number eight, TJ
2: Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. I think this might have been the safest pick in the draft. Yeah, I uh, mean,
0: Hawkinson is probably the closest comp to Gronkowski, and, you know, for, for we'll the Lions from- to – Yeah, exactly. Patricia, you know, taking someone in the style of the guy he knows. You got it. Number nine, Buffalo Bills,
2: Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. Uh, Does that – I mean, a lot of people had Oliver going earlier. This did not surprise me that he dropped to nine. Uh, I think he fits in well with Buffalo. I'm curious, a guy that's always been in Houston, you know, his entire life, what he's going to do when he gets up to,
0: uh, to Buffalo, New York. Well, he'll, he'll hopefully have a jacket that he can actually wear the entire time, and there won't be any fights <laughs> over it. I mean, what?
2: He won't be able to, be able to ride horses year-round up there, I don't think. But, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, what, Steelers, what did
1: what did Aaron Donald do when he got to Los Angeles? Yeah. I mean, well, guy, Los Angeles is a
2: little different than Buffalo.
1: Guy who spent all of his life growing up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He did just, he did just fine. I think it all. all did the exact same thing.
3: Oliver, yeah, I mean, I just. Some people are like, he could be a little taller. I'm like, oh, God, if that's the worst. <laughs> if that's the worst thing taller. you could say about him, like <laughs> this guy literally was Houston's defense for years. So oh, yeah, it's not I, like he's he, the only thing they double teamed on every play. So I think he's going to be just fine.
2: Steelers take Devin Bush, linebacker from Michigan. Uh, I think we all agree that they only did that because they thought the Bengals were going to take him. Because they had to trade up with uh, with Denver to get that
1: spite pick, spite the Bengals.
2: Yeah, uh, because I there, I just don't see any way that Devin Bush beats out anybody that the Steelers have under contract right now. So this is more a developmental pick, at same way that they uh, they had to develop the kid from Virginia Tech from a couple of years ago that everybody said they reached for. Well, uh, I, I know if, get...
0: if Denver had stayed at ten, I would have been very happy with Bush there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's a. A major league reach
2: like as far as the talent of the player i think as far as team needs go uh this didn't really fit what the steelers team needs were i don't think
1: especially to trade up that's the weird part and, yeah and ironically i think if if it was the guy that the bengals were going to take it at, at 11 i think they got a far better player in jonah williams oh i i agree with that
2: i agree with that. Uh, d- YouTube jumps in. Terrell Edmonds was the uh, the name of that Virginia Tech player. Uh, Jonah Williams, Bengals at number eleven, offensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, he can play guard. He can play tackle. Everybody said that his arms were too short
1: to play tackle. Again, like how many how many hands tall is he? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Uh, you
2: saw this guy absolutely manhandle uh, legit defensive lineman. Year after
3: year after year at Alabama. Uh, Plus, it sounds he's got, like he's like he's like Ray Allen shooting three pointers or something. He's got like OCD about game prep. Sounds fantastic. Like sounds like oh, the guy yeah. just literally does nothing but study spreadsheets and like figure out how to win. Oh, it's it, that's a that's a legit thing.
2: That his roommates and and whatnot have come out and said he doesn't do anything but football. Like and and you want guys like that on your team, you yeah. know. It, it, there's something to to be said for guys that understand that you got to get out a little bit, but I mean, if you're in the NFL and this is your job, like man, yeah, you want dudes that eat, breathe, and sleep football. I mean, they aren't there uh, to play school. Yeah, you got that right. As we don't <laughs> bring players down to Pennsylvania to go to school. Are you kidding me?
3: i was saying in in Ohio, they appreciate that. That's as they should. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Green Bay Packers at number twelve take Rashawn Gary, defensive end from Michigan. This uh, is a this
3: is a potential for me for a swing and miss of the of the first round.
1: Yeah, uh, I, agree. I, I feel like it was a little high. If uh, if anybody ever, if anybody had a really bad first round outside of New York, um and I and I really didn't mind New York's second pick, but like Green neither of Green Bay's picks felt good to me.
2: No, they uh they took Gary and uh and Darnell Savage. And that was just strange, like really. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll jump off for Sean Gary. Uh, let's let's do thirteen. The Dolphins, Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. Uh,
0: that was, I, I think, a really good pick for them.
1: Nodding vigorously. Yeah, we, I mean,
0: I, I expect all, we I expected one. him to go Haskins there, but you know, if they're not going, to, if they're not going first round pick on a quarterback, I mean, that's a hell of a pick. No, they they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. That is the ideal. No, they team. Don't. Oh yeah, that they is, do have Fitzpatrick. Yeah yeah, 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 they
1: uh
2: they th- that is the ideal team that will tank for Tua. Yeah, like that's that's exactly what they're doing this year. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Chris Lindstrom, guard from Boston College, at number fourteen. Uh, that's yeah, that fits. Fun, you know, some more protection.
3: <laughs> I don't say if, if any of us have a deep thought about a guard from BC. I have not. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, the
2: only the only thing is you needed more protection for Matt Ryan. Uh, you got to give him more time to throw. I think this fits that well. Uh, Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State at 15. Uh, not surprising,
0: I don't guess? No, not at all. I mean, they were thrilled that he dropped in their lap. And I know they were trying to figure out a way to move up to get him. But the fact that he, he dropped them, I mean, they're ecstatic. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and
2: you know, when, uh, uh, when Snyder took over the draft, everybody knew this was the direction that they were going. And... They didn't even have to move picks or anything to move up to get him. Like, hey, this is way better than the RG3 uh, uh, draft. So, you know, he's not giving up, you know, the entire farm to get one guy. And, you know, I, I think it remains to be seen whether or not Haskins will be a great NFL quarterback. Uh, but you guys saw him in person, and, and you
1: loved him, right? Yeah, John and I were both – like, I, I still have, like, PTSD from what he did to Northwestern <laughs> yeah. in, the Big, in the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah. Yeah. He uh
2: that that was a really good Northwestern defense, and he chewed them up. I mean, it was it was something else. Uh Brian Burns, number sixteen, edge rusher from Florida State to uh to the Carolina Panthers. Uh it eh,
3: cool, I guess. That's fine. Right? Yeah, yeah that's I, fine. I feel like there's some years where you have a, just a massive run on guys with this kind of body type. Like there have been years before where it's just like you know, anyone who's tall and lean and can come off the edge with fury and you have a massive run on guys like that. And this year it's just kind of like Allen and Burns. Um, Bosa's a, you know, a true DE. And then you've got all these other guys who are just hybrid tackle end types. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Just there's, there certain things get put in, on premium in certain years. You almost kind of wonder. It's like, I don't know. It's like they're not to go too deep down a rabbit hole. But, you know. With guys like a Baker or Kyler Murray or things like that, you know, it's like there's it, maybe it's less binary than just they have a big tall guy standing in the pocket and we need a guy who gets to that guy as quickly as possible. I don't know, but uh, but Burns certainly fills that role. And uh, you, you got that right. You yeah, this late, right. this late in the draft.
2: Yeah, he. I feel like he might have. He might have felt like he dropped a little bit. At. And I, yeah. I guess a lot of the, the mock drafts kind of had him in this, you know, 12 to 20 range. Uh, so I don't think he dropped a whole lot. But, uh, but yeah, if you can get him at 16, I, I think that's a, a pretty good win. Uh, Giants, number 17, Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, this was that Cleveland pick from last year that, uh, that Cleveland traded them for OBJ. Uh I think this was actually a good pick. Like Dexter Lawrence is a a legit beast in the middle.
1: Yeah,
2: You're just saying that cuz you want to bet off this pick. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I do feel good about that. Don't get me Uh I, I did I did win some change off of that. But uh but no, I, like Dexter Lawrence I think is you no, know, obviously sure. I, Clemson absolutely. Clemson did great things without him in the playoff, but he was still a a legit factor in the middle of that defensive line. Uh He's just he's a beast. Um Minnesota Vikings, Garrett Bradbury, center from North Carolina State.
1: Uh yeah. Cool. Uh, I've I've really talked myself into this pick since it happened. <laughs> I, I um, bet you have. <laughs> so A, I like the Vikes are gonna move Pat Elfline over to guard and is more of like a I think Elfline was a later round pick, so you know, so Bradbury is more of a true center.
2: True He's center. He's got better
1: footwork. He he can see the field better. And and he was so graded he... as like a mid first round pick. So yeah, man, I'm all in. <laughs> uh, the Vikes the Vikes needed an offensive lineman, so they got one. Okay, so. yeah, I mean that
2: that works, right? That works. Uh, the Tennessee Titans take Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle from Mississippi State. Red uh, flags everywhere with that pick. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, the Titans are. are Kings of taking guys that have red flags, but then turning them into good players. Right? They they did the same thing with uh, Evans from Alabama uh, last year or a couple of years ago, whenever that was. Like they they've done this multiple drafts in a row where they see value and they go on and pounce on it, and we'll just figure out the details later. Uh, I I think this is good because I you know they've they've fixed up the offense through free agency. So, through the draft is where you're going to have to fix up the defense. And and this was a good place to start with the defensive line. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought about that? <laughs> Everybody else is like, yeah, Titans, cool. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> works. All right, here, we. I know we've got uh, some opinions on this. Broncos at 20 take Noah Fant, uh, tight end
0: from Iowa. Love it. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love the pick. Um, a, we needed a tight end. B we got one of the top two ones. We couldn't get Hawkinson 'cause he went he went at eight. Uh so we were able to move down from ten to twenty and still get uh the next best tight end on the uh, on the market. And C, it's not Drew Locke. Yeah. Yeah. No Noah Fant will work
2: well, uh, especially this year. You've got Joe Flacco. He loves tight ends. Uh, we had somebody jump in on the uh on the chat and, and tell us that. Um yeah, I mean, I think this works out well. Like, if Fant is – if you watched him against – like, just this past year, if you only had to watch one game, and you watched him play against Penn State, like, this guy is other-level good. He's he's a great tight end, uh, great wide receiver, whatever you want to call him. He can block. He can do everything. Uh, yeah, I think that's I. I think the Broncos did well in this first
3: round. I
1: think. Like it's, I'm I mean, surprised.
3: I, yeah, <laughs> I just can't. I mean, I mean, it's just unbelievable that the same team had Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson. I think we can understand how. It, I mean, it, it, it had to have been basically impossible to go into Iowa City and expect to win a college football game uh, with both of those guys on the same team.
1: 91st ranked offense in college
2: football. And Nate Stanley at quarterback. Uh, like, they've had 12 tight ends drafted in the last uh, 15 years.
1: But guys, Nate Stanley was the best returning quarterback coming back to the Big Ten West this past year. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I, yeah. Look, I'm 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 going to back up Iowa a little bit here because Iowa won me a lot of money early <laughs> on. At, now towards the end of the season, like hey. at, they, they won me a lot of money against Mississippi State in the bowl game. Like Iowa did some good things this year,
3: uh, but they did exactly what they were supposed to. did they go, like nine and three? Hey, we they or nine they, and four, they, whatever it was. They've won you some money. They've won us some football games. We're we're happy. Everyone's everyone's, hey, everyone's happy with Iowa. <laughs> Darnell Savage,
2: safety from Maryland, goes twenty-one to the Green Bay Packers. This is what we were talking about earlier. We have no idea what in the hell the Packers were doing. This was a big reach before the Packers traded up for the pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's Packers. It. I mean, they, they traded up from – did they even have – no, they they had the, the number 30 pick and traded with Seattle to jump up and get this guy. And I just
1: don't see it. He'd have been there at 30. He'd probably been there – he probably would have been there at 60 next round.
2: Yeah, I, I I can't understand it. Yeah, I mean he he made some money. Props to him. He he turned two wins over Texas into some major money. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Eagles at twenty two take Andre Dillard tackle from Washington State. Uh, I did. He's so he's one of those guys that you notice. Uh, I feel like every time I say he's one of those guys.
3: I feel like I'm John Gruden, you know, <laughs> like yeah. this guy, this guy right here, uh, Andre <laughs> look, Dillard. was. Look, some, we t- look, when we talked about Andre Dillard, we talked about, you know, <laughs> we were talking about him when we talked about that he was a yeah. player. <laughs> he's
2: This,
3: this guy <laughs> is a guy. He's a dude, man.
2: Uh, no, he's, Turkey he hole. He actually literally <laughs> is <laughs> he's literally somebody that stands out when you're watching Washington State games. Now a lot of that might be the fact that there's not a whole lot of talent on the field in these Pac-12 games. Uh, the other side is he might be just really, really good. I think the Eagles got a good one with him.
1: I agree. I thought the Vikes. I thought this is the guy the Vikes would take at 18. Honestly, uh, or the or the tackle from Florida. But um, yeah, I think it's a good pick for the Eagles for sure. Uh,
2: Titus Howard, tackle from Alabama State goes 23 to the Texans. Uh, look, I, I was bit. I watched one Alabama State game this year. I don't know who they played. It was on ESPN Plus, and I watched it because there was literally nothing else on. Like, it was on at a different time. There was no other football games on, and I I have no idea who this guy is. WTF, I, y'all.
3: Alone? <laughs> yeah. again, I, again, I just – he still had some of the most enjoyable highlights because watching a 6'5", 322-pound NFL first-round prospect play swack football against the rest of SWAC football is just so amusing. Just watching him just kind of like – like almost like a giant eating people, running over people, <laughs> sitting on people, just wonderful. It's not going to be the same now, though. Um, but, yeah, I guess this fits developmental prospect. Yeah a hundred percent.
2: Twenty-four. Oakland Raiders take the Bionic Man, Josh Jacobs, <laughs> uh, running back out of Alabama, the first running back off the board. Uh, I believe the only running back off the board. Yeah, uh, the only running back off the board. Three-star from Oklahoma. That just I, I still don't know how or why. Uh, I think it's a good pick for the Raiders because Jacobs does everything well. And
0: with Marshawn Lynch retiring, too, that uh, it's a position in need. Uh, yeah, and the funny thing is, like, he's going to play. He's going to play a
2: ton. And I, I, I think the Raiders are going to use him. It, like it, I, I remember the Bucks teams and the Raiders teams from past Gruden and how much they utilized their running backs. And, and they utilized running backs this year. So I know Jacobs is going to get some run. And I mean, it, I, he could not have wished for a better situation.
3: I just love again, that we're to the point with Alabama where the fact that a guy doesn't play can be like can be viewed as a positive. Or it be like, but, well, he, he went to Alabama and he didn't play, so a lot of tread left on the tires. He's fresh. <laughs> He's really fresh. I fresh wonder if
2: all of that is because of how much uh, it's some of the past guys kind of burned out very quickly. That's true. because they were utilized so much. Derrick Henry is one that has not, uh, has not burned out. But, I mean, God, they ran him like forty times a game. Like in that twenty fifteen season, like they, when when he won the Heisman t- Trophy, they ran him into the
1: ground, and he was still chugging along. But that was the only year, right? Like. The because the year prior he was the secondary back and he didn't he didn't play that often right yeah not a ton um, but it, you know it
2: was the same thing with uh, uh, Trent Richardson right like at Richardson they also had Eddie Lacy back there it, it, Richardson played he was third string behind uh, Lacy and Ingram in 2010 and then Richardson was second string behind Lacy in 20 uh 11 maybe or no maybe he was that uh, guy i don't remember what I it was he,
1: i thought he ended up being first string and lacy was the was lacy was the, the back to his lightning
2: yeah and then lacy was the starter in 2012 and and whatnot so
1: yeah i mean it's it, all of them got
2: run uh they just happen to have a deeper stable of running backs right now with Najee harris and damian harris and josh jacobs and uh uh Brian, uh, uh, what's his name, Roberts. and Gary, uh, your, stab-
3: your stable of running backs is even deeper than Northwestern's stable of running backs. Which is
2: pretty crazy. <laughs> because because I, I feel like Northwestern's offense is nothing but running backs. like yeah. Just lined up everywhere. Uh, Marquise Brown, 25 to the Ravens. Wide receiver from Oklahoma. Uh, I think that was a good pick for the Ravens, although I don't know that they're actually going to use him. But... I mean, I, I I seem to be the oh, guy on the outside. Oh, they'll cause...
3: use him. He's working on those ten yard out throws right now. <laughs> he's, working he's on that fastball. He's working on blocking.
2: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, His five eight frame is going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Montez Sweat goes twenty six to the Redskins edge rusher from uh, Mississippi State. I think uh, the Redskins actually moved back up in the draft because this was Indiana's pick, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis's pick. Uh, yeah, I think this was a good, uh, a good jump back spot. Good value. Uh, good yeah, it great value. Had a
1: top 10 grade from some, from some outlets. Yeah, this goes uh, back
3: again to what I was saying before. Like in years past, I feel like just based on a guy like this is measurables. He goes like top 10 or even top five, but it's just a little bit different now.
2: Uh, now he did have some uh, some behavior issues. Uh, he got kicked out of Michigan State. Had to go down to Mississippi State. You know, it, it, not not where you want to go uh, if you're used to East Lansing, uh, which isn't you know it's not great, but it's better than Starville. So, <laughs> uh, twenty eight. Los Angeles Chargers take Jerry Tillery. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Twenty seven. Oakland Raiders. Jonathan Abraham. Uh, Abram safety from Mississippi State uh, yeah another another good pick for the Raiders I think uh Abram was was fantastic this year
1: whoa we and, gotta go back to sweat for a second uh he got misdiagnosed with a heart defect
0: yeah that like just was coming out the like, day or two ago
2: yeah wow. he, he was it, it we don't normally hear of of a misdiagnosis right but again because of, of health issues and people trying to hide them are not talking about them. Uh, but his red flag
1: was never actually a red flag. Which yeah, is and, he was, and he was cleared by the Houston, like the Houston Texans team doctor is the one that uh, told him that he had been misdiagnosed in February at the Combine. That's why like a bunch of, of teams had dropped him on their board. That's, that's, that's wild.
3: That sounds like a lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Kind of.
2: Yeah. Kinda, kinda. yeah. <laughs> uh back to abram uh how do y'all feel about uh, about jonathan abram to the raiders it's like up. a fr- hits like a
0: freight train i'll say that for him
2: i don't you know, like it that.
0: as a fan of a team in the division i you know yeah, yeah
2: that's it, it this is a good building block like i'm still i'm kind of impressed with the
1: raiders yeah, it's like a solid b solid yeah. b, b plus out of the raiders i'm given expectations the raiders and the redskins did really well today uh, Jerry
2: Tillery goes twenty-eight to the Chargers. Defensive tackle from Notre Dame. Uh, he is definitely a player, and and I I'm, I'm going to give him this. He is the weirdest looking dude that got drafted <laughs> in the first round. Like his <laughs> his face just looks really weird. That's like he, he would he would frighten me more so than Devin Bush's suit. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Good gracious. Hey, Jerry <laughs> Tillery is actually he's the one that was in uh that was in Hawaii. Like, he was celebrating his, his being drafted in, uh, in like, Honolulu. Maui. Yeah. Maui? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It, either way, they're all the same to me. Like, all of them look better than Mississippi. So, uh, J- but Jerry Tillery, scary-looking dude, uh, looks crazy. And, yeah, I think Chargers, like, this just adds to their scary-ass defensive line. <laughs> and, uh, and, and another team in, in y'all's division, right? Yep. Not – don't love it. (laughs) Don't love it. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at 29 take LJ Collier, defensive end from TCU. That was a reach, we think. Uh, I I feel like the last four picks were a reach. Uh, Collier, like, you probably could have gotten him in the 50s. Like, I I just – I don't see what the purpose of paying him first-round
1: money was, but eh, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, There weren't a lot of other edge rushers available – like – if you really wanted to make sure you got a defensive end, like anybody they picked here, whether it's um, Polite from Florida or Collier or Jalen Ferguson, Zach Allen, Chase Winovich, like all these guys are like second round grades. But I, I mean, depending how deep they were in the second round, maybe they wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it just it's still it's still it's still weird.
2: Yeah, it's it was a strange, and the Seahawks do this every year. We talked about that. Yeah, it's just a, a strange, strange pick that'll probably end up working out for him because they they typically do.
1: Well, and uh, again, do, doesn't anybody want a good cornerback? Like, doesn't Seattle need a good cornerback? That that's the weird thing to me. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh,
2: Thirty, the Giants. Speaking of cornerbacks, DeAndre Baker, cornerback of Georgia. Uh, I think pretty good pick. I mean, not, Baker not, was not the corner great, I would have taken there, but you know. Well, it depends on on what they think about uh, about greedy or, or Byron. Um, you know, I I like Murphy in the spot. I, you know, that's just me. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know.
3: You know, it's it, funny. Let me throw let me throw this out there. What if the Giants took DeAndre Baker at six and Daniel Jones at thirty? Are they taking less crap right now? than they otherwise, because they totally could have done that. I feel like they could have taken DeAndre Baker at six. Daniel Jones is still available at 30, and everyone's like, well, he's really raw, but they took him at the end of the first round. I don't know. (laughs) Baker at six
1: would be weird. You remember how people reacted to, um, was it Cleveland that took a a corner fifth last last year? year? Yeah, Yeah, like That would have been weird. Greedy at six would have been less strange. I don't know. They still still would have got
3: flack for that. Baker, I mean, he was the Thorpe winner, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's well, yes,
1: like. But what if they took? What if they took Christian Wilkins at six? Yeah. And then took um, the QB at seventeen instead yeah. of Lawrence, like. Yeah. They. I mean, yeah. maybe, or or Ed Oliver. It's kind of like or Josh Allen. Like, yeah, any number
2: of better players.
3: Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but I but I guess part of it is like you. I mean, you can't hate Baker at thirty. I mean, there's you know. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing wrong, not. wrong with that pick here, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, there's in the start of the second round. There's going to be whole whole run just in the corners and receivers alone, where everyone's just going to be talking about the value. And I guess maybe it is value, or maybe these guys all are all just second round level players. I don't know. Uh, and we'll we'll wrap up
2: with the last two picks of the draft. 31. Atlanta Falcons. Caleb McGarry, tackle from Washington. Uh, fine, I guess. Uh, fine. You know they. they they go offensive line again to help protect uh, Matt Ryan. You they skip
1: Jawan Taylor, Cody Ford, uh, Dalton Reisner, Eric McCoy, Greg Little, all guys like significantly ra- rated higher than McGar- McGarry. It's just a weird, just a weird pick, especially yeah. that they traded back in to get it. Like I don't, I don't understand why. It's like they gave away a pick for a guy that would be there next round.
2: I uh, got a couple of guys uh, YouTube and uh, let's see and Facebook. Uh, Jacobs, huge fantasy sleeper, if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, McKinnon jumped back in. He said, look for the Chiefs to beef up their O-line and snag a running back uh, for the rest of their picks. Defense still needs help, but they've addressed a lot of problems on that side of the ball in free agency or trades. Uh, Yeah, not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, And then finally, last pick, the Patriots take Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from Arizona State. Uh, I wish Chris was on so he could tell me what he thinks about this. I I think they did need some wide receiver help. Uh, Very rarely do we see them actually take a player that we feel like they should take or a position that we feel like they should take. Um, But I I think this fits, right? I mean, they they needed a wide receiver. Josh Gordon ain't coming back next year. (laughs) And, you know, they, they don't have anybody to play wide receiver, so...
0: Yeah, this I think this fits. Yeah, it's a solid pick for the Patriots. Um, you know, position like especially with Gronkowski going, you need people who can catch the ball.
2: Yeah, yeah and people that can fly.
0: Yeah, because this guy can
2: absolutely—he—he he is a deep threat. And and yeah, this this works for them. I mean, he's he's physical. He can go up and get the ball. He's, uh, yeah. I think uh, I think this works out well for him. All right, yeah. so that uh, that that wraps up the uh, the entire first round. I guess we will uh, we will do the group chat, and we'll see, you know, when we're going to recap this thing. But we'll we'll do it again soon because this has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we're going to put this entire raw broadcast <laughs> up on the Westlaw Pirates feed. Uh, so, oh boy, <laughs> head over to westlawpirates.com com or find us on iTunes, Westlaw Pirates, uh, and you can listen to our entire stream of thought during the entire draft um or at least from when we picked it up it round picks uh well pick nine 20. i think well pick nine is when we started recording pick 20 was when we officially started the show um so we're putting the whole
2: thing up so oh yeah we're, we're putting go. the
0: whole thing up absolutely <laughs> cold open <laughs> Cold open I yeah it. hour-long it. cold open love it
2: so for for all the Westlot fans, you can find us over at winningcureseverything.com. dot uh, com. You can follow me at Gary WCE if you want to follow the Periscope show, Facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything, slash Winning Cures Everything. We do the daily show every day, sometime after three p.m. It, it sometimes it's three thirty, sometimes it's four, whatever. But it's ten to fifteen minutes every day, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. And then. You know, we jump in and have uh, have these on. Uh, had McKinnon jump in, he said, "Loved having you, WLP fellas. So we, uh, I think this worked out well. Yeah, it was I, a lot I of really fun. Really had fun tonight. Yeah, this was very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'm out of here. We will uh, we will catch up over the weekend and figure out when we're going to do it again. All
0: right, gentlemen. Sounds been, good. It's Been gentlemen. a pleasure. We'll talk. We'll easy. talk soon.
2: All right. Absolutely. Good night. Later.